coming up on Thunder Pop. It is the 40th episode of the Thunder Pop podcast. I am your host, Mr. Stephen Presley. And joining me with great hesitation... The one and only Mr. Reed Charles. Here and back for the 40th episode of the Thunderpop podcast. And I've lost track. I don't know how many, how many times Reed's been here in the studio. But now we're 40 episodes in on this thing. And we're starting to get to that point where we're going to start having back problems. You know, I already got back problems. Number 40, you know, start drinking uh, special joint medicine and fucking wearing glasses uh, all that stuff but in this episode speaking of needing rehab and rehabilitation we're going to talk about an experience that me and reed had recently we did this isolation tank yeah. and we started talking because we both had mutual experiences now using the isolation tank yeah. and we thought this is like real life bakta tank so we're, we was like you know it'd be just nuts for the 40th episode we're going to talk bakta tank versus isolation chamber it's a basalts. It's an egg-shaped dome that yeah. you float in. I think some of them call it liquid floats, float meditation tank. We call it isolation tank. It cuts you off from all your senses. So we're going to talk about Bakta tank from Star Wars, and we're going to have a little backstory and history on the mm-hmm. Bakta tank, and then how it's going to be a new version of it. It's going to be in episode eight. This is Rogue Two. This is Rogue Two. Captain Solo, do you copy? Master Luxa, it's so good to see you fully functional again. We're going to compare it to the real Bakta tank, what we think is the real Bakta tank. <laughs> the closest we can get to it. Yeah, exactly. And the 40th episode. And then a huge announcement at the beginning of the show, Feed the Reed. Feed the Reed. Any other surprises we might be able to conjure up uh, out of our asses in this episode. We'll be right back. I just stopped it. Never put on the brakes. I like your new setup here. Yes, we have a new setup. So we and this is still a work in progress in the Thunderpop Dome. We are rearranging things to where because in the past it was me and one other person in the studio. We were sitting on the couch, but we really couldn't look at each other. We were like sitting next to each it's other. Kind of awkward. Yeah, it was kind of awkward. You had to strain, kind of turn a little bit awkwardly to look yeah. at the other person. It's like we're on a date or something. Like we were exactly kind, of, kind of like we were on a date. <laughs> You, you were Don't on, touch the, you were on the same couch, yeah. So you, <laughs> but, you now, had, but now I look at you and I can see your eyes. And you can look at me and look into my eyes. 
And right now, and right now, my nuts itch. I got to scratch my nuts. I'm sorry. Keep staring in my eyes. Don't look below the waist. As long as he's not looking below the waist and staring. No, I mean, yeah, it's kind of intimate. Is making a connection more? Through the eyes. Through the eyes. It is a little. Now you're mentioning that. All that's all I'm going to think about now for the next hour. Look at my brown eyes. Is looking into Reed's brown eyes. Look into my eyes. What do you see? Hate. <laughs> no love. No love for you. Only hate. Hate. Do you see passion or mediocrity? Is it possible for both? You can have a passion for mediocrity. <laughs> yes, exactly. So you can't have both. <laughs> or you can have a mediocrity version of passion, which then it's not really passion, is it? Can you have too much passion? Yeah. You, uh, like it, to where it becomes illness, sickness? Well, a, a passion with obsession? That's when it gets gross. Yeah. So, but it depends on what it is, though. Mm. So like, I think. Oh, what your passion is for. Yeah, if you're, you know, the whole thing, I've heard that, uh, you know, Joe from Dirty Jobs mm-hmm. talked about that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't follow your passion. Just do what you're good at. Don't follow, oh, don't want to be a dream. I'm going to follow my dreams. You know, this horse shit. He's saying this horse shit. And I kind of, he kind of made sense. Because there's some things you might have a dream for, but mm-hmm. there really isn't realistic. Yeah, like, like, like enslaving, enslaving all of humanity. That's one of my dreams. But that's the reason why I won't have kids. Because my kids would enslave all of humanity. I, that's why I they won't. would they would finish what you started. Yes, which you or what you dreamt of and could what, not yeah. could not complete. All all my kids would end up enslaving the world, and that's why I can't have kids because they would enslave the world. They would complete. So I'm I'm saving the your, world. Your job by yeah. not having kids. I'm saving billions of people by not having kids. And that was also what your last Tinder date told you after three dates. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where he got that from. That's no, right, that's right. no, that's. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even know where to go from there. <laughs> I don't even know where you go from there. You might just got blown, son. I just don't you even just know. just got learned. I got learned. <laughs> L-E-A-R-N-D. Learned. learned. We've been learning some stuff. I learned some stuff, Aunt Barbara and my wife, Barbara. Just get done nerd talk. Yeah. <laughs> and before we get all up in that nerd mm-hmm. talk and, and bathe in it, all in it, like the liquid tank. Yeah. And speaking of being in the wound... Of a mom, mm-hmm. of a mom. Yes, it, yeah, mm-hmm. we got announcement. That oh, I've not told anybody on this podcast, uh, or I've not. Well, you know, but haven't. Spoiler told, alert! Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> Reed knows, but we haven't announced it on the podcast. <laughs> that there's going to be a new addition to the Thunderpop family oh. in the coming days and weeks. Me and my wife, we're having a youngling. Is it so? It's a boy or girl? It's a boy. A boy. Yes. Home run. <laughs> Good yeah. thing it wasn't a girl. I would have been a whoosh, strike one. Strike one. <laughs> like you were saying about our friend Kevin had three kids. Yeah. First, strike one. Strike two. Girl. Girl. Home run. Boy. Home run. Yeah. Good boy. Finally, he was just in time. So anyway, big announcement. Yeah, baby on the right way. A baby boy. Awesome. We're gonna name him Thunderpop. <laughs> the kid. No. Uh, name still pending. We'll get back to you. This may be the last, re- the, this could be the last recording before it happens. Oh my we God. May- maybe there'll be one more episode, but it, cause it could literally this week, we're, we're three weeks out from the due date, but literally this week 
we go in on Thursday for our weekly appointment with the doctor, Mm -hmm. and this is the first appointment where they're telling us to bring our suitcase. Like in case, because they check her out at the and say, "Oh, we're sending you straight to to, um, oh, to operating." That's awesome. To the baby so operating he's real center, close. He's real whatever close. they call it, the baby operating uh, epicenter. Mm-hmm. We're gonna send you straight across the street to have the baby. But anyway, it'll be a baby. We're gonna have to pad the studio up a little bit because the nursery is next door. Oh boy! And you could hear the little. <laughs> It used to be because we had the two dogs. Now we got one dog, but I would have to take breaks to go yeah. let the dog out to pee because they'd be barking and scratching the door. But now we're gonna have uh, crying next door, and I might say, "Oh, I'm gonna have to take a break to go change the diaper." Man, that's really gonna change things. That's man. gonna change. It's gonna change things. So yeah, we could be having diaper breaks during in the middle of a podcast episode. I could take yeah. a smoke break during that time. You could take a smoke break, which you, you probably would like that. Be able to take a smoke break. You could, <laughs> you, you could change, you could change the diaper no, while no. smoking a cigarette, <laughs> which is the white trash. Oh god, uh, day, baby, have you ever changed a diaper? Reed has no kid. Reed, I, Reed doesn't have a kid. He has no kids. I, I know. I, I oh, that he's aware of. I'm a, that I'm he's aware, aware of. I'm aware of that he's been privy privy to. He hasn't got a call from from that yeah. uh, Mori Povich yet. Not yet. To do that, uh, you are I the father. <laughs> You are not the father. Do you ever watch those on, on YouTube? This is a class A. I'm telling you a classic case of he said, she said. When it comes to three-year-old Jalen, Bobby, you are not. No, Luke. I am your father. You are not. No, Luke. I am your father. You are not. No, Luke. I am your father. Is it the funniest, most Those fucked are, up thing? I w- I'm always like a nerd about that. I was like, I wonder what kind of test they took. On a soul meal? Y chromosome? On Povich? On the Mari Povich? Yeah, I'm always kind of wondering like DNA stuff as far as like what kind of uh, testing are they doing, you know? You know, he probably makes millions of dollars for doing that show, and all he's really doing is opening an envelope yeah. and saying, you are the father or you're not the father. Totally bullshitting them. Is it the best job ever or the worst job ever because it, his legacy is going to be that he was the... You are the father guy, or is because it's easy money for him just open up damn envelopes, and 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 do that damn show. Oh no, he's he's probably ruining lives. Well, and Connie, <laughs> his wife is Connie Chung. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and she was a serious news journalist. Yeah. and we were talked about. Me and my wife talked about this before. We had a theory that she ruined his career. She ruined her her career because he, credibility. Yeah. It's hard for her to get regular news jobs, possibly. When her husband's doing this DNA test on all these people. Th- that's his job. It's a show. That's and even he used to be kind of a little bit more credible, like mm-hmm. new, like a news guy. And then he became this, you are the father, you're not the father. And then people dance into hip-hop songs after they, they announce <laughs> it, doing like kind of a little 90s yeah, hip-hop. Fr- freedom dance. Freedom dance. Well, some of those women, though, I don't blame them for being excited about being free yeah. and not being stuck with them. But then they had one. Oh, I think nice. they had an episode where they 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 were both the dad. Somehow there was some. No, that's impossible. I think they did one no, like that. Oh, that's bull. That's baloney. Well, then they fabricated it for ratings. That's that's fabrication. That's There's not no, possible. Not possible. Is unless, it not? I thought it was there, possible. No, no, no. It's not possible. But very highly unlikely. No, it's not possible. When it, when a baby's born, it has an X and Y chromosome or whatever it has, right? Uh huh. There there's only one man can be the the son of a person, I mean, the father of a, you know what I'm saying? Twins. Twins, you can have, yeah. That's, that's where it could happen though, right? You can have twins, yeah. By two different dads. No, 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 no. Even that's not possible. 
this, this, it, only dogs do that. I think only female so dogs. So that happens with dogs? I think with female dogs, yeah. They can get. Have you different. seen some of the women on Maury Povich? <laughs> I'm just asking. <laughs> yeah, they do look like bitches, but if, but no, but that's not human. In human DNA, it's not possible. No, there's no such thing as that. It's baloney. So there would be. <laughs> that's so good. even if a woman was having a little too much fun and had a little, Dude, I'm not sure which mammals. I know it's a the female dog can hold like different sperms from different do- from different male dogs. Mm-hmm. I could be totally wrong about that. Mm-hmm. And I, I know I'm for gonna, like... I'm going to have to look that up. Because <laughs> that's, that's like interesting. A, like a bee, like a queen bee, yeah. once she gets impregnated by a drone, whatever, that somehow she constantly has eggs forever until she dies. And so that's one of one sperm or, you know, intake sperm for, to her she holds on to. And she's constantly making copies of it, whatever. And she starts making eggs forever. Mm. She's constantly always pregnant. So I'm not sure. It's kind of weird. I've never done the search research on that, which is really interesting. But for humans, no, you can't do that. There's only one father, one mother. That's it. So there's no situation in because I no. thought I read no. that somebody had twins. It was two different dads. That's impossible. Maybe that was on some sitcom. That's yeah, like that's, my two dads or something. No, that, that, they the, made that up on television. That is, it, that's a freak of nature if it did exist, but I, I don't think that's real. Okay, we get a break. I'm gonna look that up and fact check it because I, I I don't I believe it seems logical that would be impossible. Yes, it's impossible. But I thought I had read or heard about that happening. I think you wished it to happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> but if a woman had too much fun on a given night and she was having maybe a little bit too only extra only, extra men. Yes, it, extra, she could have, look. She, she could be with five men. One of those lucky guys. Is gonna have super sperm where it gets past all the other guys, and it's gonna get her pregnant. But the luckiest guy is the guy who goes first because you don't want to be sloppy, <laughs> sloppy seconds or sloppy thirds. Oh god, on that situation, drugs. Why are we talking about this? Let's talk about something else. All Jesus. Right. Let's, we got, wait, start this. You know where this started? This we we went 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 to this. Where ha- where are we? From the announcement of my what my, the fuck happened? This this all started with the announcement of my uh, child uh, soon coming. I think you're freaking out. That's what's going on. And I we start next thing we know we're talking about trains, women getting trained. <laughs> <laughs> it's always got to go there. Let's get off this fucking always, train. It's always got to derail. Let's derail this train. It's always got to. We should have called this the derail train. This podcast. <laughs> All right. So anyway, we're 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 actually talking in this episode. We're going to talk. And so yeah. So we may be after the baby arrives. Probably going to be taking a little bit of a short break from recording podcasts. So I've been trying to get a bunch done. Yeah. To have a bunch ready to just to put them out while we're on a break. <laughs> while we're on a break. So we're, this oh, could be our boy. last last time to sit down before the before the. Uh, uh, coming up birth but uh we'll take a little bit of a break That's i may crazy. knock out a few little mini episodes where it's just me yeah. and the mic just talking about like what's going on with the baby and, and stuff but the but the but these will be kind of a little we'll go on a little bit of a hiatus because yeah. there'll be just too much yeah. going on after the baby's born oh, yeah, man. And then we'll come back and we'll do we'll do we'll we'll be back we'll, well you'll fit it in somehow yeah, yeah we'll be back we'll be back we'll just take a little break maybe a month off it'd be kind of a time first yeah. month the first month just to be with the baby and kind of take care of things that baby things that need to be taken care of the first month. All right, so we'll get into it. We're talking about Star Wars has the Bacta tanks, mm-hmm. and they've been in there in Star Wars original universe. Yeah, the the ex, um, since the episode e, yeah, EU. since yeah. yeah since it's been the original Star Wars EU the Bacta tank. Uh-huh. It's something that's like many other things, has been adapted into the new EU for the cinema, cinematic universe yeah. uh, that's broke free from the original expanded universe of Star Wars. But they've kept the Bacta tank as one of the things that, that people really liked mm-hmm. about Star Wars. There's some things that the nerds 
dislike about old Star Wars and new Star Wars. Like yeah, one of, that's obvious, yeah. Yeah, one of the things was when they made the prequels and they they introduced the midi-chlorian theory on Jedi's. Yeah, they totally fucking took that out. Very unpopular. Mm-hmm. And now in the new Star Wars, they're kind of pushing away from that a little bit. Yeah. And then uh, obviously uh, people have never really liked the idea that Anakin Skywalker was a was a fatherless child that was an immaculate birth supposedly. Like like a Well, they expl- mm- in one of the books um oh, what that remember that uh David not David uh, um uh, Johnny talked about that. Yeah, that Johnny, Light, of, Johnny Lightfoot. One mm-hmm. of the best uh, um, audio uh, books I heard was one where they talked about that. It wasn't really Immaculate Birth. It was actually the Force gave birth to Anakin Skywalker. But that was also a manipulation. But he's still a fatherless child. Well, he was created He was created by, by uh, Darth Plagueis. Mm. That's the idea. Now, in the book, it never really—I don't think it really. Remember seeing, hearing, remember hearing it, reading that. that it Is this that? original EU? Th- EU? Yes. Well, yeah. it's from it's from a book from the EU that talks about the original it. old yeah. the legends, and it gave and it gave to to the idea that that. Uh, Darth Plagueis is the one who created Anakin. So we don't know in the new. The they new, yeah, they're not gonna if they've that. thrown that out, we they don't know. Have, we don't yeah. know if they've thrown that out. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, that hasn't been explained yet. That's from my understanding. Mm-hmm. Is where if you want to get down to the science behind Anakin being created, yeah, that's how it was done, yeah, and and, and so it kind of it kind of uh, teases to that, but never really said it in the book, mm-hmm. never really mm-hmm. made it concrete. But I know Darth. So Plagueis, he was created by Sith. Yes, and that and eventually, but that the idea that that uh that Darth Plagueis had a plant his own planet, and he was actually mm-hmm. experimenting with the Metaclorian count with right. the Force with the Sith and that kind of stuff. Yeah. With ancient, you know, that's what that was the idea about him actually bringing people back from life. Mm-hmm. Plagueis is the one who did that. Remember, that's what Palpatine talked about at the opera yeah. with Anakin. That's what teased him into the idea of saving his wife, you know, later on, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Padme. So that's where that comes from. Yeah. But I think the first time we saw the Bacta tank was in Empire Strikes Back when you have Luke. Yeah, that it wasn't in uh, episode. It wasn't in a New Star Hope. Star Wars. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't in any of the cuts Mm-mm. of New Hope, was it? No. So it was using Empire. It starts in Empire, and then they and show it in the Rogue One. And they showed it again with Darth Vader in Rogue One. Yeah. That it was in. So it, it was there uh, pre-Empire mm-hmm. because of Rogue One proving in the cinematic universe that yeah. it was existing already, and now in previews, one of the most significant shots that people have talked about in the new trailer for Episode Eight. Is the the re the reappearance of the Bakta tank, but it looks at what appears to be a newer version of Finn, uh, who was just injured in Episode Seven. Oh, he's in the Bakta tank. He's in the Bakta tank now, because Bakta tank. So Finn, of course, was in the lightsaber. Yeah, he got injured yeah. fighting Kylo Ren. Since eight is going to start exactly where seven leaves off, mm-hmm. he's still injured at the beginning of eight. Yeah, yeah. So he's healing in a Bakta tank, but it's a lot more of a f- different look and mm-hmm. style. It's got more of a, a bubble look to it i i saw the one where he's and like he looks like he's laying down in a in a chamber of some kind and it has like little uh uh basic writing on the side yeah that's the one yeah also that's the when that 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 doesn't look like a box of tank well that's what the speculation and see if you read oh. here it says uh, a more advanced bakta tank with all the, all that without the icky liquid stuff that's weird because maybe if they they were able to decipher that by looking at the the basic writing on there. See the see the writing on there. Yeah, that was the other thing. There was some writing on there, and so it was when the nerds start dissecting yeah. the shots frame for they frame, they translate it. They translated the. Oh, what did they translate to? Breaking news up in this place. Breaking news. 
here it is. In this uh, more advanced Bakta tank, without all the uh, icky liquid, either Finn is in cryo sleep, uh, but they don't do that in Star Wars, right? Or is he healing up from a horrifying wound given to him by Kylo Ren in The Force Awakens? The trailer looks to be mostly footage from earliest in the film, so hopefully we'll see uh, Finn up and running. Of course, there's other shots in the same trailer yeah. where he is up and running. Yeah, I remember. I did we, see that. Yeah. We see that. So he's not going to be... But this could be, a, this could be like a fancy um, um, gurney. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's not the Bakta tank. That's just a, that's just a so you don't think You don't think it is an advanced version of the Bakta tank? I don't think that's a Bakta tank, uh-huh. no. No. More like a uh, a healing um, a fancy gurney. Fancy gurney. Yeah, that's what it is. That could that could be could be. But, okay, but we're we're talking Bakta tank. So the original Star Wars mm-hmm. universe, and as far as we know, in the new universe, they are the new expanded universe. Mm-hmm. There is Bakta tanks in Star Wars. Now Bakta tank. Yes. What do you know about Bakta tank? Well, this is from the YouTube video I saw. That's where I must do my research. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Scoundrels Cantina. Yeah. Uh, giving him credit for for where I got this information from. Mm-hmm. Basically, I understood that there was a Calto was first well actually it was actually used first for like kind of what, what we use bakta for yeah kelto was actually used first that was an earlier version an of earlier it. version but uh-huh. the thing is bakta was actually invented before kelto and so kelto was used more i guess more widely used mm-hmm. than bakta was yeah and so it got to a point to where kelto got too expensive basically and they tried to look for a cheaper version, and that's where Bakta comes in. Mm-hmm. Kelto might have been more, I guess, probably helped the body out more, but Bakta was a lot cheaper. It did the same effect, and it was probably more portable, I yeah. guess. That's why you had like Bakta patches, Bakta sprays, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know that what they, they describe it, like I said, when you describe the isolation chamber, the mother's womb, this is kind of the same thing. They kind of describe it the same way. They describe it as be, being kind of a gelatinous between a, a, a gelatinous jelly to a to a water mm-hmm. mixture, kind of like saliva maybe, but warm. And so that's kind of like what the the womb is like, you know, like warm, wow, gelatinous, watery kind of thing. And it, and it's uh, what was basically it, it the bacteria works where it looks. It, it was really cool about it that it's cross uh, cross species that it can actually uh, heal species from across the gamut, everybody. Oh, okay. So it's very, very uh, universal. So That's why it's very... extraterrestrial, non-humanoid yeah. of Star Wars universe. The all, anything that's sentient besides mm-hmm. robots, that they can actually heal and protect. And we don't really have, in, in real, like, Earth, well, uh, I think 2017, closest... do we have anything that crosses over like that for healing? Mm, antibiotics. Yeah. Antibiotic shots, but if you're using too and, much, then you end up basically de- developing an immune system to it, which is bad. Yeah. So yeah, but so basically that's how Bakta worked. It, it, it used that some kind of it, it healed the body. It was quicker to respond. It couldn't. I don't think it could grow back limbs and stuff. Right. It just healed up the scars well, and patches. If it had, had then, then Luke Dark Skywalker Day. would not have needed a robotic yeah, ex- hand. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it, it did. It just patched up what you have. That's what mm-hmm. it does. And that's how Bakta worked, right? And so can it heal skin? Yes. Like dead, like burned skin. Yeah. So why that? Why would not have? But why? it can't take scars away. Okay. Right. Well, that explains why then you know Kylo Ren gets a scar. It in looks episode healed up. Seven, yeah, but it's still in episode eight. But he can't... It, it's not like a hyper spray from Star Trek where it actually replaces the the tissue and gets rid of the scar tissue. It doesn't do that. Yeah. So basically, it's a fast healing of skin. Wherever creature it is, it, it heals her skin faster. Uh-huh. Is what it does. So it can save your. It also it, it replenishes internal organs too. Apparently, too. why would Anakin not have fixed his face then? 
after he got fucked up by no, that's what I'm saying. It, it doesn't replace scars. Okay. It can't take scar, scars. Yeah, because that's all scars right. covering his face. But in Star Trek, yeah, they did away with you can take away scars, that kind of baloney, that kind of stuff. But it, it, the propolis from bees, if you have mm-hmm. a scar and yeah. you put the propolis on you. Externally, yeah. Over time, eventually it will take the scar away. Now, that mm-hmm. is some fucking badass shit. That, and that's from nature. That's from nature. That's from a bee. And the, the, thing, the reason why propolis is created, why bees create it. Is that bees basically? It's bee poop, isn't it? No, no, no. It's it's bees saliva of some kind. Okay. Because the way the way people don't understand how everyone calls honey bee vomit, right? Right. It's not really bee vomit. Uh-huh. What it is is a, a bee has two stomachs, one stomach where it actually eats stuff, and a second stomach where it actually holds the honey. Now this is what it does: it'll take honey, or it'll take nectar, right, and water. I don't know how it, how it works exactly. It swallows it, puts it into that second sac, their second stomach, mm-hmm. and it turns it into honey. Then they, they regurgitate that to another honey face, right? And they, vom- they they put that bee vomit in their mouth, and that bee, he puts it in his belly. And his enzymes create it too. Then he spits it into another bee, and it goes over and over and over, and it'll become, that's when it becomes honey. That's how honey's made. It's like a chain effect. Yeah. And so because of the enzymes that go from bee to bee, that's how it's made. That's so like then, centipede for bees. But in a good way. Oh, yeah. Not not, not ass to mouth. No. Not like in the fucked up uh, movie. No. After they, they make this honey, they put it in the chambers, and that's how they store honey. So that propolis basically is anything, like say, for example, you have a beehive, and you put, like, say, uh, an item, like, say, a, a dice. Six out of die in there, and they will propolize the whole thing. Now, the reason why I do is that they're sterilizing. They sterilize the insides. They sterilize anything that's, that's foreign to them. They sterilize the cracks. That's when you have to peel open the... the the beehives because they're they're sterilizing the whole they're propolizing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So when you find items that are in the in the in the uh, beehive that are propolized, it's fucking amazing. We we had a a beetle trap, mm-hmm. and basically what a beetle trap is is it looks like a like a piece of lint to use for like clean, for drying clothes, right? Mm-hmm. We put that in there, and the beetles crawl, and the beetles get stuck on it, they, and because they have claws, they can't get off. They get stuck in the cloth. The bees propolized the whole cloth, right? Mm-hmm. We saw that, and it was like this looks like cat shit. What is that? We didn't know what the fuck it was. It looked all mm-hmm. jelly-like. We picked it. It was solid. We picked it up, peeled it off. Oh, this is propolis. Then when we smelled it, it smelled awesome. It was like, smelled like roses. It smelled like fucking flowers. Mm-hmm. But it looks like fucking pee- like, like, like cat shit. But, it's, it smell, it, but it smells amazing. We, we can't even uh, like saliva as humans no. <laughs> anything that powerful. Like Our saliva is nothing. It's, it's just... Yeah, it's just saliva. It's just saliva. But bees, bees, bees yeah. are salivating like the stuff that's healing. It's healing to the body. Yes. Otherwise, if we could do that and we have a, a <laughs> we cut ourselves, we, we would just spit. spit on it and yeah. just rub it in. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's only one part of my body that I spit on now and rub it in, but I'm not gonna. Go, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna discuss that here. So that's the, already, that's, the, that's the the story or the history of Bakta and and Kalto. Uh, that's from Star Wars. So comparing mm. now, now that we go to the real stuff. Yeah, to the real thing. So now in 2017, now this is something that's been around since the 50s. The guys that the what? guy the guy that invented Whoa. the float meditation. Yeah, he invented it, and it was invented in the 50s. There's books about it. Whoa, I didn't know it lasted. I don't know it's been around that long. But it, it started to gain popularity, but then it 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 had it hit the brakes. Yeah. in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Big time, as they were starting to try to pull it more, put it more into the mainstream. It hit the brakes when AIDS epidemic broke out. Oh, because there were spas, there were gay spas, mm. and then there were spas, and then there were gay spas. And the and the uh, after the uh, the you know the bathhouses yeah. in the eighties, some of them had this these float mm. chambers, 
And when the AIDS epidemic broke out, bathhouses started closing down because it was people were paranoid. They didn't know how contagious it was, how you caught it and who you could catch it from and what ways. So spas and bathhouses were closing down like crazy. And, and, and the gay spas and gay bathhouses especially were, clo- were being closed down because of the AIDS epidemic concern. So when that happened, they also there was a concern about the paranoia spread to people worried about getting in this flotation tank that other people floated in before them. Because you're supposed to float in the naked. Yeah, you're floating in the naked. So it, it brought this kind of paranoia. So it kind of killed it in its, before it really started to get some popularity. Now, until just recently, started coming back into popularity. Mm-hmm. And who, none other than Joe Rogan, Joe has Rogan. had a huge role yeah. in getting it kind of the knowledge. Of, and apparently it's exploded since he started talking about it. Yeah, when he, he was one of the, um, the first people I heard talk about it. Then I did all the research I could on my own to find out about it. And then I went to go do it. Yeah, because you're you're an avid listener to Joe Rogan. I am mm-hmm. too. And he was talking about they're now they've taken cut cuts of that podcast yeah. and they've made videos out of yeah, it. Yeah. And they put that on YouTube where he's talking about it there. The the sensory deprivation chamber has been the most important tool that I've ever used for developing my mind, for thinking, for evolving. The tank is filled with water. The water is heated to the same temperature as your body, and there's 800 pounds of salt in the water. So you just float there and relax, and because the water is the temperature of your body, you don't really feel it after a while. It's like layers of an onion. And when you first start doing the isolation tank, you can only get a couple layers of the onion in, a couple skins loose. You can't really go to the core. It's too hard. It's too hard to completely let go who you are. But as you get better at it, and as you get more and more comfortable with the experience, you get better at actually letting go, really letting go. Letting go from letting go, letting go from the feeling of letting go, letting go from that point. Okay, I'm let, I've let go. No, you haven't. Let go more. And then you become gone. You, you disappear. What? And while you're disappearing, this is, this is what happens. You start thinking, I can't believe I'm disappearing. Fuck, then you're back again. You've got to start from square one. You've got to let go, and you've got to let go, and you've got to let go, and you've got to get to the point where you literally completely relax. And your body, it gives you amazing energy. Your body, the tension release that you have in your body from a couple hours in the tank is incredible. You feel lighter. You feel like more oxygen is in your body. You feel like more vibrant. And it's just because you've somehow or another calmed the tension. It's fucking incredible, man. And I can't remember when I did it. It's been years. I think it was almost like 10 years ago. So modern isolation tanks now. Isolation tank originally was called the sensory deprivation tank. Yeah. Uh, Isolation tank's a little shorter and a little easier to remember. Mm -hmm. It's also known as the float tank, as we were trying to figure out what to call it earlier. Yeah, isolation tank. Flotation tank. Sensory tank. Vodka tank. So basically, it's for people that have no idea what we're talking about. Yeah. It's a soundproof tank with Epsom salt in it. Mm-hmm. So it's filled with the Epsom salt, and then the temperature is set to your body temperature. Yeah. The water's temperature, the room temperature, both are supposed to be set to your body temperature. Yeah. Average normal body temperature. This was first used in 1954, to be specific on the year, and it was to test effects of sensory deprivation. So he started experimenting with the, the guy that that started this, started experimenting with it. Flotation is widely advertised on the internet as a form of alternative medicine with claims that it, that it has beneficial health effects. During his training in psychoanalysis in the U.S. National Institute of Mental Health, Lilly, Lilly's the guy that started doing this first back in 1954, Lilly 
um, this is funny, experiment with effects. During his training in psychoanalysis, he tried floating combination with psychedelic agent, mostly LSD. Oh, man, not a good idea. Yeah. And so my neighbor, I won't mention his name. Um, <laughs> did he do that? He did it, but he did. He said he ate, ate marijuana oh and smoked marijuana. God. And he did Adderall. Uh, oh, Adderall? Adderall. Oh, he did my Adderall. God. And then went and floated. Like It was late, late at night. He went what did he say? What happened? I think he just, it was a huge trip out, like all across the board. Holy shit. He didn't freak out? He, um, he said it was pretty freaky deaky. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know if he'll ever come on and talk about it, but he was a pretty freaky deaky. But I, but it's to me, okay. So you did this years ago. I didn't realize how far back it had been since you had done it. It was yeah. in 2008. Where did you go? I didn't even know there were places doing well, this yet in Austin. There was a... You found a place in yeah, town. Yeah. A, a buddy of mine, uh, Brian... Uh, knew he did their website, and it was a house down in South Austin. Yeah, and he gave me a deal like fifty bucks when they go to do that. Yeah, and I guess they got the impression that I want to do it repeatedly. He's like, no, 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 I can't afford that. Mm-hmm. We just do it this one time. And How much so, would it have been? Did they have a membership you could have signed oh, up for? Like fifty bucks for every week, which is that's a lot of money, man. I, I fifty dollars a week. I think it was like fifty dollars a month, maybe. You do it fifty dollars a, a month. month. Yeah. Okay. You do it once a month. You go once a month. You can go if you do that. Yeah. But I, I, when I tried it, it was. Um, now it, this is around. The, this is kind of was kind of fresh, and no one really had, yeah. had done videos. I on didn't it. know anything about this thing until yeah. like literally maybe the last year. Oh man, no! Like, I did I'm back, really I'm really late to the party. Yeah, I, I think I did mine in 2008. So when I when I did it, I didn't didn't want to take any shrooms or any kind of drugs. I didn't want to do anything no. like that because this trip was a trip on its own. You want to see what how much of the trip that you're having if you on have my any, own. if you have any at all is right. just the tank. Right. And the salts. So this is like a sign. That was me. my thing. It's like, this is a neutral subject, right? I'm just going yeah. with that. Yeah. So they, they you, gave me... You did the whole hour? Yes. Yeah. And so the idea that I understood is that they you, you, when you get there, a nice house, nice place, nice setup, they said, okay, you can... Uh, your, your choice, you want to go completely naked, or you can wear your, your boxers, you're okay with mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. So basically, you mm-hmm. strip down... <laughs> you yeah. step into this... Looks like a like a fancy coffin, basically. You go in there. Was it so? Mine was like you know, Mork, the show Mork. Yeah, well, it was like no. a white egg yeah. shaped dome. Nanu nanu. Okay, so they were a little different. Yeah, they've got they've they've kind of modernized and changed the look of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you go in there, it's full of water, but this water is ice salt. So mine yeah. was salt water. I don't think it was Epsom salts, but I think mine was just salt water. Okay. And so it was to me to my. It was a little too warm for me. Mm. So when I laid in it, mm-hmm. you 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 get it, you go in there slowly, like you're going yeah. to a tub, basically. Yeah. You sit down. Yeah. You close the chair behind you, or you basically you go in there, turn around, sit down, grab a door, close it. And are you claustrophobic? So was this hard for you, or is this no big no. deal? You just went all in. I went all in. Yeah. Okay. And so when I'm lay- sitting there, and then you're you start leaning back. Yeah. Like you're doing, like you're floating on your back when you're swimming. Yeah. And the salt is so heavy in there that it helps you float easier. Yeah. Then after a, pro- a point of time, you get acclimated, basically, and mm-hmm. you start to get your arms, let your arms mm-hmm. float, and your body floats. Then you start feeling, where's the wall at? Where's the wall at? And okay, you push yourself, trying to push yourself right in the center mm-hmm. with your feet, with your hands. Then bring your arms in slowly, and you just lay there as long as you can. Yeah. Now, mine, when I did that, it took me about 10 minutes, maybe about five minutes, so it probably was probably longer. Yeah. But to me, it was probably, you know, time dis- dis- fucking period. It disappeared for me too. It, uh, like yeah. I just, and so when I laid down, the thing is to stop thinking. 
That's in fucking possible. Yeah, we're just because we're always thinking. But okay, I got to a point. I'm always thinking. Exactly, everyone always thinking. But then when you start shutting off all the sensories, yeah. right? Because yeah. you get to a point to where your your body can't feel the water anymore mm-hmm. because it's the same temperature as your body. That goes away. Yeah, you can't see shit. You close your eyes, open your eyes, same thing. Nothing. Nothing. Hear nothing. Hearing, you can't. You, I can hear. I put my ears into the water. So I wouldn't, it was just muffled. Yeah. That, okay, there's a sound, right? Yeah. So the feeling is gone. Your your sight is gone. Your hearing is gone. Yeah. Muffled. And you're just floating there. And it got to a point to where I felt like I was standing up. That's what it felt like to me. Wow. And I couldn't tell where gravity was. I couldn't mm-hmm. tell. Then after sitting there, I fell asleep. I was so relaxed. So you're lucky because I had not been able to fall asleep yet. <laughs> But I do drink too much caffeine in the morning, and I've, I've that's tried, probably what it was. And if I don't, I get a headache, and so I yes. I have a trouble with it. But yeah, I have not so been able to completely fall asleep. After I'm laying there, I start in and out. I'm in and out, but I can't tell dream to reality. I mm-hmm. couldn't tell mm-hmm. because I would oh I'm in water. Okay, so okay, go go. I tried to detach myself from that as much as possible. Yeah. After a while, that's when I started seeing shit, and I would close my eyes, open my eyes. It was still there. I saw, what I saw was a grid. And the grid, like the holodeck grid on Star Trek, it was green. That's what I saw. Then I saw smoke, green smoke coming at me. It's like, what the fuck is that? And then I saw a skull. Wow. A a fucking skull. I go, okay, what the fuck is that? Yeah. And I was in and out of conscious, in and out, in and out. And and the only thing that came across my mind when I was laying that for an hour. Yeah. This is what death is like. That's the first thing that that wow. state, and that couldn't that thought didn't go away, and it wouldn't go away. But it's a creepy death, isn't it? Because I've heard stories of people that say they claim they died for a second yes. and they came back to life. That's exactly. They always say they see white, and they see like like an like somebody like a figure in white. No. I saw I saw the grid, I saw a green skull, I saw green smoke. That's what I saw, mm. and I and I. I fucking saw that shit, and I'm like closing my eyes, open my eyes, and it's still fucking there. And I was trying mm-hmm. to move it, and I, and I don't know if I was dreaming, or I don't know if I was awake. I couldn't because I couldn't tell. Yeah. And then, but you had a trip out. You did I have had a trip, trip and yeah. that was a natural trip because your mind is freaking the fuck out. You have to stop thinking, try to to go to that center point, whatever it is, yeah. the, and go out to the universe. But that that's what it was for me, and it was it. But to, after, and then I. The music comes on, mm-hmm. boom, whoosh, you're back. And I was like, oh, and I wanted to go, I wanted to stay longer because I wanted to see what the fuck yeah. happens. You wanted to explore that for I wanted to go first. So you didn't go back. You did that one. Did that once. And that was enough of a trip. Okay. Scared so- the shit out of me. But that when you know what I, what I got out of it? Everyone's like, oh, it was a changing. No, what I got out of it is that I, it's going to be hard for me. It was going to be hard for me. To accept the the death, and when I die, I'm gonna, it's gonna mm. be hard for me to accept that. Mm. That that was that bothered me. Yeah, and then so that's when I started thinking. You know what? I shouldn't be scared of that. It's just a part of life. And now yeah. I do a lot of genealogy. Yeah, it's it's always there. Did you start the genealogy after this float? Yeah. As a result of this float? No, I, I think uh, I think I, th- I think I start doing genealogy after genealogy after this. Mm-hmm. But it definitely. It definitely, yeah, it shook me up. Did you have? A while. Did you have that feeling, uh, that euphoric feeling after you got out? Did yes. You, did things slow down for you a little bit? Yeah. Where things were just not moving as fast. More focused. I felt more focused. Yes. 
You did get so you did I get felt, them more focused. It felt really good. Yeah, because it, what I felt was was uh, appreciation of what the fuck I had. Yeah, that's what it gave me. Not not this. Why don't I have this? Or why don't I have this? No, 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 no. I didn't get that. Shit doesn't bother me. And I think that's the same things I hear from some people that that it was more. It it, it grounded me. If it, it made me kind of focus more on appreciation of what I had. That's mm-hmm. what it did for me. Mm-hmm. So I, I liked it. I'll do it again, but I don't know. <laughs> I really don't want to go back there. But yeah, it's like I have to now I'm at the point where this is almost 10 years later mm-hmm. and I'm okay. I'm more, I'm more accepting of, yeah, everyone dies. Mm-hmm. It's that, you know, why anything I'm planning to bury myself at the Sam Houston National Cemetery. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm going to be buried at. You know, you have to accept these things. You got to make mm-hmm. plans for those things. You know, this, mm-hmm. it's okay to talk about these things, you know? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. What was, what, what, tell me what yours was. Well, so I went the first time I went and so I went to a place <laughs> called Liquid Floats. It's and I'm l- lucky I've got one just two blocks from my house. Oh, man. So I just drove there. It's a newer one. This one's only been open probably a year, maybe. I don't know for sure. And uh, it's in a space, I think it used to be a Sprint cell phone store. Mm-hmm. You can go on their website and you can do a first time float, uh, buy yourself a gift certificate or a gift card. Mm-hmm. It's $39. <gasps> okay. So I did that one for the, first, for the first float. And then, and I'll tell you about the first float here in a second because I had that, <laughs> that experience. But then oh. I liked it so much, I went back and I, I did a Groupon. Mm-hmm. And the Groupon was three for like 90 bucks. Okay. okay? And you, then you use the three floats however, whenever, whenever you want to use them. So I went like once a week for the next three weeks after that. They say go three to five times in a span of 90 days to really get that yeah. ultimate experience and start to get into that zone where you open up the third eye. Well, I talked to it. So I talked to a yoga instructor. We're no good, dirty, goddamn hippies. So this guy, he's also the butcher at the grocery store I go to. <laughs> and he's a yoga instructor, which is kind of funny. Uh, and I think he probably does like, uh, he puts the meat in yoga stretches when he's like, <laughs> when he's butchering the meat. But so anyway, he, uh, he said, you know, the liquid floats, they say, I've read, he said he read, I didn't read. I never read, but the guy, I just listen to what other people say that, that, that I just take their information that I let them do the hard, ugly work of reading. Mm-hmm. But once they I get the info, I, I poach it. So he told me that he said that he heard that if you were a guru that meditated and you had been doing it for years, like 10, 15, 20 years, you were able to get to a higher state of greatness with your meditation than someone that just started doing it and trying to get where they're at is not going to ha- usually happen. Mm-hmm. You know, much like being a Jedi, I guess, you know, and being to that level of a Jedi. Can't you, rush it. You can't rush it. So he said, I heard, though, if you float, you get yourself to that level, you expedite yourself mm. instantly mm. by floating and doing the sensory, this depri- is what, this is what he read. sensory deprivation. That's what he's heard and he's read. So for me, wow. I go the first time I go, I, I'm, I'm, I, I forgot somehow I blinked out and forgot that the whole damn idea is to turn the light off. And, the, and when you get in, so mine was kind of like a big egg, <laughs> egg-shaped dome, and it has a pretty blue lights in it, okay? Yeah, yeah, lights, and it, yeah. And it had it has music. And there's a button inside. You can hit the button and turn the music off, and then you can hit the button and turn the, the lights off. Well, for me, I get in the thing. I'm so having so much fun just floating in a ball with the lights on. I'm looking at the pretty blue lights and I'm listening to the pretty music. I never even turned the light off or turned the music off. So technically, I didn't have a full sensory depri- <laughs> deprivation on my first float. But what, but what I did happen is I get in there and it was very relaxing. It was still very mm-hmm. relaxing, yeah. very calming. And I was listening to the music and floating around and playing in the water a little bit. 
But I get in, and the first thing, as soon as I get in, they use like their, their own cocktail of Epsom salt and whatever aromas that they put in this water. So first thing I get in, I'm, I'm buck naked. I go completely naked because I read, one thing I did remember was to, to undress before I got in there. Yeah. I didn't just get in in my clothes. I forgot everything else about turning off the light and turning <laughs> off the music, but I didn't forget. So I get in, I'm floating, and suddenly I'm getting this real burning sensation in my nuts and in my asshole, like in my ass. Like the Epsom salts were kind of burning and itching. <laughs> And I'm like, I hope this goes away. I hope it's not always going to be this way because I'm going to have a hard time of getting to that euphoric like trip out stage if I can't get past the fact that I'm burning, burning and itching all over my my balls and, and ass. What? So that first, but then that went away. It took about five minutes, but that went away, and I got used to it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Then I'm about 25, 30 minutes into the float, pretty relaxed, but then. I, they said they have they send you an email when you sign up they send you an email with instructions of like what to do if you've mm-hmm. never floated before and they said to hydrate plenty before you go to the yeah drink water float, yeah which I did because you're but, in salt water yeah yeah but I have a weak ass bladder like I have to take saw palmetto which is a supplement did you for, pee for, in the pot so I'm laying there oh and I had thirty God. minutes did in, you and, pee and, in and there? I gotta pee oh come on no but look you got it you either have to ruin the the experience and get oh, out but they God. don't even have a toilet in the room so I would have to get dressed dry off get dressed yeah. and I would have had to go down the hall or I would just have to hold it which is distracting me from you can't you can't do it that's yeah you can't yeah so uh, yes I did pee like an astronaut. I, th- that's what an astronaut would do, right? Yeah, it's peanut. They don't peanut. wear depends undergarments. No, they wear diapers. They wear diapers. Yeah, they have to. Yeah. So I'm laying there in that <laughs> tank. I did pee, and in so your own urine. I'm laying in my own urine. <laughs> but it never had felt so good to lay in my own urine. I will say that. Just like a baby. Just like a baby. Just like so a I'm baby. I'm laying there. I'm 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 done. Uh, after the hour's over, and I get out, and I am very relaxed, and I go on about my day. And everything's just kind of slowed down, very calm. And I come home, and I'm very silly and giddy. I'm, yeah. I had a trip out from the bath salts, I think. I'm very mm-hmm. silly and giddy. I'm chasing my wife around trying to tickle her, and I'm just like laughing, and just it's like having a, like a kid again. I'm so horny. Yeah, it was it was fun. But the so, so finally, I was like, I got to go back <laughs> now because I didn't do a full sensory yeah. deprivation, and yeah. I got to get the experience. Yeah. So I went back a few weeks later, and we had just went to Galveston. Texas. Now, did they change it out? The next person went in there after you. <laughs> See, they say that it it clean it fl- cleans itself. Oh, it filters. That's right. It okay. filters out the water, yeah. and then so I uh, hopefully now there's pee in there. There, hopefully the pee is gone by the next time the next person comes in oh and plops and plops herself down in my my piss. I felt, but I see, I was a little paranoid because I didn't know how bad of a deal if that was a really bad to pee in it. Because I was, I never done this before. So, hey, uh, uh, can I speak to your manager? Yeah, I, I peed in there. I peed in your 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 tank. <laughs> no, no, I come back out and they offer me. They offer you have water and tea. Yeah. And you can sit and relax in the lobby while you're after you're done, or you can sit get there early and sit and relax while you're waiting. Mm-hmm. And they have like these lounge couches that you can stretch out and lounge. And they have books about wow. the history of sensory deprivation and the guy Lily that that started it. Wow. And there's books about them. So they have that. You can get some tea. So I go in there, and I'm kind of watching down the hallway because there's the girl, the attendant, that's working there. So why does it smell like pee in here? She's going in. She heads into the room, and I'm like thinking, oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's going to like, like see the, the pee the smell. Turd. And she's going to think, well, who, who the fuck just peed in our, our tank? Because I'm wondering, because women have a strong sense of smell. 
They can mm. smell like stuff that guys can't smell. They smell fear. And I'm I'm they yeah. <laughs> and then they take advantage of it. No, but then they, I was thinking she's gonna go in that room and immediately she's gonna smell my urine. Oh, you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. Well, that's they need to put a toilet next to next to it so you can get out, pee real quick and get back in. But I would have taken you out of it, yeah. yeah so take, so you went back you a second but time? I, I went back. So this time I go I we just came back from Galveston. Mm-hmm. And we went to the a big aquarium museum where they have all the fish. Ooh. And they just remodeled it, and they have a lot of new fish there. And they had stingrays that you could see up close, and you could even like touch them. Like you, They supervise it, but kids would go up to the, the steps and look, look at the stingrays as they swim by, and you could like kind of pet them a little bit. I didn't do it because they were going by too fast, and I just didn't have the patience to sit there and wait mm-hmm. to try to get one and, and touch it. Plus, I didn't know if they really liked people fingering them. As they're as they're swimming by, I was like, "Do they really want motherfuckers fingering them as they're walking by all me. day? You know, getting fingered by some assholes." So I, I finally was like, "I didn't do it." But I, but the stingrays were kind of cool. I enjoyed seeing them up close. <laughs> so I'm in the I'm in the tank. The second time I go float, lights out. I did everything. Lights out. I did the room. Lights out. Oh. I did the tank. Lights out. I turned the music off. I closed the son of a bitch. I turned. I I and they gave me earplugs. So all sound, nothing. So what was that like? I'm laying there, and it took me about 15 minutes before I really got into another zone. Yeah, yeah. Okay, go. And then I had the trip out, and a stingray swam over me. Get the fuck out of here. And started talking to me like it was my mentor. Now, you were imagining this shit? Well, I mean, yeah, I'm having a trip out. It wasn't really probably happening. No, it wasn't happening. But I'm imagining. Were you projecting this thing? I'm projecting this thing. Like you were with your skeleton. I didn't project that. Your green powder. No, that fucking shit just came at me. Okay, well, then the stingray just came at me. A stingray came over me and started started talking to me. Do you have a British accent? He's my man. No, he's got kind of like a, uh, what's the accent? It was like a godlike voice. Very, um, kind of like an Obi-Wan Kenobi voice, yeah. It was a British accent. Little British, but not quite. Uh, a little bit um, British, like Charlton Heston kind of voice. Hello, my son. Well, so what did the stingray tell you? And it's like you're talking, and you're a fucking stingray. So I'm talking to the stingray. It says, "I know you're not fucking talking to me, stingray." And what the fuck are you doing swimming in my tank? I paid for this shit. Don't sting me. So, so, this, so me and the stingray. Now we have kind of like it's kind of like a uh, a Andy like a like a we're comedy team. Because we're because oh, we're going him? back and forth with each other, like I'm I'm giving him shit, and then he's he's like you know giving me shit, but he's doing it in a very witty English person what way. He, what did he say? I said you're a fucking stingray and you're talking to me. I'm supposed to sit here and talk to you because you're a fucking stingray. How, it doesn't make any sense to me to sit here and talk to a fish. And he's like, well, he said uh, to each his own. If you don't wish to talk to me, then that's fine. But you've already done it, so you know now you've done it is no like there's no turning back. You've talked to me, so you you've got to live with that or whatever, something like that. Kind of cheeky. He was telling me to. He's kind of cheeky. Yeah, he's basically telling me <laughs> it's too late. You already talked to me, motherfucker. So you say you don't want to talk to a fish, but you're talking to a fish. That's basically what he said. So now I've done three floats, and every time he's appeared. But the last time I floated, what? Okay, I, hold on, hold on. You're saying that he repeatedly comes visits you? He visits me when I'm in the tank and talks to me and gives me shit. What the fuck is that? A stingray, talking stingray. So after the first time you talked to him, what else happened after that? He woke up? Uh, no, I've had um, imaginary sex in the tank. Um, <laughs> I got a boner. Christ. I got a boner. Uh, I did not jack off. 
and come in the tank. I, I did not do that because I was like, I know I can't come off in this in this tank. You're just a fucking animal. But I got a Why don't bon- you settle down? I got a boner and I I was air humping some. What? Yeah. That was your sec. That was that was after the stingray talked to you. Then you get a boner, and then you wake up, or then you get out of the tank. Is that what? Well, happened? I had a little uh, 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 with some. I don't even remember who it was uh, 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 in the tank. It was somebody weird. Oh, one of them was with Wonder Woman. The new Wonder Woman? The new Wonder Woman. I had uh, 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 with her Are in the tank. Are you making this up? No, I did. I'm not making this up. Are you fucking serious? I, uh, this happened. In fact, I had to tell Stingray to get the fuck out. Could you see I've, I'm about to have sex with Wonder Woman in the he's tank? Like, he's like, oh, oh my. He's like looking at you. He said, I'm just going to float up here, but I'm not watching. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm in another area of the tank. I'm not here. I'm not looking at you. He's like, don't, don't get mad at me. I'm not like, I'm not, like right under your nose. And then another time, uh, my dog, Gus, he came back, and we, we snuggled in the tank, like cuddled. Like, he snuggled up to my leg, and we... we Dude, you're chilled. fucking tripping balls. So we had some trip balls. Did you, did you do any fucking anything? Like, I know, I didn't do it. No. This is all your, out of your fucking mind. This is all in my mind, in the tank, doing this stuff. So liquid floats, I apologize, I did t- take a piss the first time. I did not uh, come in the tank, though, I didn't jack off, so... God. That's, that's fucking crazy. But I did get boners. Now, the last three times I got boners. <laughs> I think the stingray is your sexual animal. No, I didn't fuck the stingray. <laughs> no, that's your... I can't fuck Everyone him. He's my, spi- no, you have a spirit animal? He's my spirit animal. He's your sex spirit animal. Well... Now I you got to get a stingray tattoo on your chest and now. Not everything. I thought about that. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to have to get a stingray uh, tattoo now. What the fuck? Fuck well, it was still fresh in my mind because we had just came back from the trip in Galveston, and I was they the left an impression on me. The stingrays. So you never got to fucking stop thinking. You just kept thinking, yeah, yapping, yapping to yourself. There were some points where I just was quiet time and float, <laughs> like five minutes. Like, but the the time was go by infinitely. Like you said, it kind of just time. It, time, time goes slow, away. Yeah, it, time it, slows down. It was it was almost so so as time slowed down, mm-hmm. and it would last forever. Mm-hmm. But then it took to took to it was too short. It's uh, you know. Did you stop thinking con- at all? Yeah, you stopped. You were able to stop thinking. I was able to just to just accept where I was at. I never just stopped thinking. I had all this stuff going on. I'm talking to a fish. No, you I can't. I got you Wonder can't, Woman in the tank. I got my old dog in the tank. No, no, but but the the cool thing is that time stood still, but then moved too fast. You get what I'm saying? It opened up my imagination. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You didn't take time to slow the fuck down. Hmm. You got to slow the fuck down, cut everything out, stop thinking. I know it's hard. It's very, it's it's very very hard to do. It's very hard. But yeah, they're fucking stingray talking to you, man. That's fucking crazy. Well, I kind of enjoyed this show. Like it was a little entertaining. It was a little bit entertaining. This is like Rocket Man. You seen Rocket Man? No. They put him in an isolation chamber uh-huh. for like a week. Oh. He what? starts he starts making sock puppets. And they open the chamber up, and he's yeah. like, "Do you mind closing the door? Let's get a little draft in here." And he fucking starts keep talking to himself. <laughs> he's like, "He's ready. He's ready to do another week in there." He so, with the puppets. He's doing and he's telling him to, to close himself. the tank. Yeah, could you mind closing? But he's the draft? thinking. He's still thinking. Right. He never stopped thinking. He never stopped thinking. Like you, man, you gotta stop thinking. Well, I I, I had periods though. This was just what I was happening wow. when there was stuff going on in the tank. So you done it four times. But I did have periods where I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't talking to the stingray, and I wasn't, you know, interacting with. You weren't traveling to space. I floated like that, but it was more like I was floating down a river in a t- in a cave. 
I did a lot of that. That's yeah. Did that's a, lot a, that's of a good. That's a good uh, uh, description of it. Yeah. Did a lot of floating down mm-hmm. a river. I was trying to peer beyond that grid. Maybe that's why it popped up. And I, like the way you had that stingray hallucination is I don't know if you call it hallucination because that's real. Because when I, I saw that grid, mm-hmm. I closed my eyes, opened my eyes, it was still there. Mm-hmm. I closed my eyes, I see it. Open my eyes, it was. I, I couldn't see. I couldn't tell the difference if my eyes were closed or not. So to mm-hmm. me, this was this was this is what death is. And I was like, wow. And then that's that's all the grid. I want to see beyond the grid. That 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 was the idea. Like to talk about the matrix and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in that crap. But I did see a grid, and that that really tripped me out. I wanted to see beyond that. I, I was like trying to god talk to the gods or something. Well, the stingray didn't show up. He's the god. He's yeah. the god of the tank. I don't. I, th- even I think I think the next thing is is ayahuasca. What's that? Look that up. Oh, that's something. That's where you. It, how did Joe Rogan describe it? When you do ayahuasca, you're you. Someone comes to visit. Oh, this is a drug. Yes. Yes, I saw this in a documentary. Okay, now when you this is DMT. A show DMT. Yeah. When you this, go to a place to do this. You you could do it in your house, but when you do DMT, you go somewhere else, man. Yeah. And what I've heard, but not everybody gets the effect. No, no, no. What I've heard is that everyone does. There's, there's some being comes to see you. Mm. And it's every single person has this fucking trip. And it's the when he tried it's like a dream. He tried to describe a dream, but you can't. He said it was like having a crayon mm-hmm. and trying to write it down or draw it out on sand. You can't. You can't comprehend it, man. Mm. That's what that's what they keep describing it as. It's like it's like be it's like what ants don't know we exist. No. Right? No. It's uncomprehensible. Do they understand we have payments? Do we do podcasts? They don't understand that shit. No, they don't They're do... fucking ants. No. Yeah. How can we possibly understand higher beings than us? Uncomprehensible. You can't you can't comprehend it. So that that's so that's the next step for me is is DMT. That's what I would You're I, gonna do that. I want, You're gonna do that. I would like to. I don't know how long I'm gonna be able to do what it. What if you do the DMT and then float? Shit, no, I'm not doing that. That's too much. That's too much, man. I saw the grid. I don't want to fucking see anything else. God, no telling what could happen. I know. Good God. So you, uh, I want to back up. This you, is some trippy shit, man. This is some trippy shit. It's and good stuff. I'll tell you what, though. After, especially after the, well, I mean, after all of them, first couple floats, I remember really just having a sense of more of alertness mm-hmm. and awareness of what's going on around me and wanting to like just fucking talk to people that normally wouldn't even bother talking to yeah, and yeah, asking yeah. them questions and trying yeah. to connect how's your with life? them. Yeah. yeah. How's your life? Right. right. Like what will tell me about how you feel. Are you feeling, are you actually having a good yeah. day? Because if you're not, it's no I longer wanna, about you anymore. Yeah. It was, it was opening it up to right. a whole other bigger mm-hmm. picture and it wasn't just but all no, about me. This life is, is bigger than you. Life, yeah. Everything around you is bigger than you. Now you got to have a oh, kid. It's much life, life motherfucking bigger, bigger, much motherfucking bigger. Oh, yeah. And so I was connecting more to what was going on around me. It also made me more able to, uh, thinking on my toes a little faster mm-hmm. and it make adjustments to what was going on around me mm-hmm. and de- it de-stressed me. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It relaxed me. I got relaxed. It, it made it, uh, it, it, it was, it was a real, real good experience. You know, that's, I think it has kind of affected me in a way in the long run because those are the kind of things I, I kind of look for. I don't, you know, yeah, I wish I could make more money and do more things, but I'm real fucking content, not too content. Mm-hmm. But I am very happy where I'm at in life. Yeah. And this is, I have to accept it. This is where I'm going to be. I'm probably never going to have kids. Probably never going to get married. I'm going to be an old man by myself with a stupid cat. 
Hey, doing well, my thing. It's never too late. I just DJed a wedding on Sunday, mm-hmm. Father's Day, for a 72-year-old woman who's oh. getting married to a guy, I think, probably around her age as well. See, there you go, yeah. Of course, it would have been much more shocking if it was a 72-year-old, 72-year-old woman that was getting married to a 40-year-old man or 32-year-old man. That would have been cool. That would have been... No, he was closer to her age. Um, yeah, so it's, it's never... They yeah. met each other online. That's funny. And got married 15 months later. Wow. They figured... He said, I figured I better go ahead and ask her because I'm, I'm not going to live much longer. I better get this done before I die. Yeah. It's pretty... Life is trippy, man. It's, it's pretty exciting. Now you, I want to back up because you said you had a point you wanted to finish about the propolis. Oh, so I know that when propolis, I know there's a way to add alcohol to the propolis mm-hmm. and make it kind of like a medicine. And so there is this one guy, oh, I wish I'd give him the credit. There's this, uh, this guy who was doing a video on bees and his family went to go visit the bees and he went to a, to a place like a warehouse where the guy would sell honey, mm-hmm. sell propolis. And what he would do with the propolis, he would actually put it into like an alcohol form. Yeah. He says every day he takes one, he takes like two drops of this stuff to, because it's an immune system. In his mouth? In his mouth. Yeah, internally, out. internally. And when he gets sick, he takes like 10 drops and it helps him out. So allergies. Yeah, allergies, exactly. So no, that's just the propolis? That's just the propolis mixed with alcohol. Now I'm not sure with, what kind of alcohol with, he's mixing it with though. So yeah. it, so that's, propolis is, is very, very, it's a good thing. Now propolis, is it kind of sticky? Mm-hmm. It's like real sticky, isn't it's it? It's like a- Thick like, and sticky. Like bubble gum that had mm-hmm. been, you know, rubbed a lot for a long time. Uh-huh. That's what it looks like. Well, it's probably online where people can look up how to do mm-hmm. that with the alcohol, like which kind of alcohol to use. Yeah, you don't want to microwave it. Don't want to do that. What you want to do is if you have the propolis, if you can play with your hands, get it warm up with your hands, or maybe like let it sit in the sun or something. I'm not so, sure. You can you can form it. So you it don't somewhere. even want to heat it up over a stove. You could probably. I'm not sure how you play with yeah. it. And when the bees smell propolis, they, they come they come looking. They so come read looking. Hey, our friends Patty and Kevin. And they would call themselves beekeepers. You you'd be going over there. I'd be going over there yeah. and helping them with the beehives. Yeah, pretty. Much. You'd be getting it done. I beg of you to make him stop. Because we had we had we set up a, a beetle catcher, and basically when you now the beetles can are they bad for the bees? Yes. That's why you have to catch them. Beetles are bad. You know, every time we go in there, we see them, we crush them with our hands, just kill them as fast as we can. And as soon as those uh, beetles fall, mm-hmm. what happens if you don't have that trap down there? Beetles fall to the ground, to the dirt, and mm-hmm. that's where they lay their eggs. So when they fall down, they like, oh, I'll just lay my eggs, lay my eggs here, and then they crawl or fly back up to the hive. Mm-hmm. They repeat the process over and over again. So when you have a beehive, you want it to where it's either concrete, mm-hmm. something something hard where they can't burrow into it and lay eggs. That's mm-hmm. what you want under under a, a beehive. And when we had now, this, why don't you want them to lay eggs? Because you don't want beetles in your hive. Oh, okay, the, yeah, okay. So, so then when you put this tray underneath the, the, the hive, they fall into this oil, get caught. They can't open the wings fast enough to fly away. Mm-hmm. They drown. So we, within one day, we killed like 35 beetles. And that guy, Mark David Chapman, he only killed one beetle. So he sucks compared to you guys. <laughs> no, man. That's the wrong. That was so uh, wrong. I'm going to cut that. I'm going to edit that on. out. You got to take that out. I'm going to take that out because I, I, like, I like John Lennon. I don't want to. Although I did hear he was a wife beater. I don't know if that's true or not. Really? I've heard he's a wife beater. I don't. Well, if he alleged, was beating her, alleged. I kind of feel for him. I heard he had like a. If it had been, if he had been around during the TMZ days, Ooh. she probably she probably hit back. Caught, caught him. She's she's, kinda, she's pretty fierce. Yeah, I think she hit. Talking back. about Yoko Ono. It's yeah, probably, it's probably one of those romances where they fight each other and they're like they have sex after that. Seriously, I need to cut that out, right? 
Should I cut that out? Is that going too far? I don't know. It's up to you, man. Because I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You told me last time. No, it's a joke. Is it too I soon? I don't give a fuck. Is it too soon? It's not too soon, no. is it? <laughs> it's like, what, how long has it been? 1981. It was in the 80s. Oh, I mean, I love, John Len- I love John Lennon. But I think even he would thought that was a little bit funny. He's got a sense of humor. I think he did. Yeah. And hey, look, I, I, he's a man's innocent until he's proven guilty. I've never seen him <laughs> beat anybody, so... Always knew, I him, killed always knew him to be an anti-war. But so our, our Beatles, not the band Beatles, but our Beatles, are they pretty much worthless? Yes. Because like you have certain insects, they have a actual value but, yeah, yeah. to our ecosystem. The reason the, the reason why the I don't see exactly what harm the Beatles do exactly in a hive, mm-hmm. but because I'm not exactly an expert on the, the beehives. Mm-hmm. So I know that you don't want them there. I know that. Yeah. No, the yeah. varroa mites, those you do not want in your fucking hive. What are those? The mites, they fly, they actually attach themselves to uh-huh. the bees and their little like hairs. like the Sith Lord to the bees. Yeah. And then when they're they... nemesis. They are, yeah. So when they land in the hive, uh-huh. the beetles fall, the, the mites fall off of them and they go into the larva chambers mm-hmm. and live with the baby larva. And they fucking sap their life from oh, them. Oh, they're evil. They're, yeah. Good. And he can good. Kill him. So, and then when they're born, more mites come out. And they repeat the fucking same thing. They're like an alien invasion. Yeah, so in order they're to get rid of mites... sucking the life out of them. You have to do it... In order to get rid of mites, you have to do, you have to use um, um, acid. Good. And vaporize this powder acid. Uh-huh. But you might... You, you have to be careful because you could kill the bees. The you bees just, are immune to You could kill the it. bees, too. You could kill the bees, too. If you're not too. careful. Yeah, but you use too much of it. Well, bees... Bees are, are in jeopardy, aren't they? I think they are, but... It, as far it's as so, they're in they're in jeopardy of extinction. If extinction, if no, we're I don't not think can, extinction, I no? think that they're they, there's a shortage. There, there. I have heard that, but I'm not sure what the news is now. Yeah, but I know that at it's, one time it's great it was a concern. Them. They're they're very 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 beneficial to humans. Yeah, These we've are. got tons of benefits from them. Yes, tons, and we should do everything we can to not kill honeybees and save them well we had don't a, swat at them leave them alone we had a hive in our garage i don't it turned Ooh. out it turned out not to be a beehive because oh, we had because awesome. we had the guy come and he inspects it mm-hmm. to see make sure it's not a beehive yeah. before we do anything because if it had been a beehive it would have been properly removed there you see there you go and, that's how you do it and replaced in a place where it could because that's to, free money right there yeah. buddy that's how, that's free money but instead it turned out to be like wasp or something else yeah that, that you, gotta, wasp, you just you want to get rid of something you need to get it was something that you basically want to get rid of at that point yeah you want to get rid of them because wasp they do their they have their beneficial too they they kill other insects mm-hmm. they they pollinate sometimes some mm-hmm. of them pollinate mm-hmm. so yeah you can't get honey from them you yeah. can't get propolis from them you can't get wax from them yeah so they're not very helpful so yeah you want to get rid of them but they're also if they're in your house get rid of them yeah if they're in your tree leave them alone yeah but if they're in your house and your your house, yeah. yeah, get the fuck out. Yeah, it was in the doorway. We had to yeah, get, get rid of the fuck it. out. It was in a pathway where we're walking. They're beautiful, from. but uh, you gotta get rid of them. Uh, any other thoughts on the Bakta tank? It's, it, it sounds real similar to the isolation chamber. Well, and when you read about Bakta tank on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. I mean the descriptions. There's a it's lot very of, similar. There's very yeah. a lot of crossover. That might have been where they got it from. And you think about yeah, because if it was something that was already kind of known of eighty two when the Empire came out, 82? yeah, that so they, yeah, they, George Lucas was. Looking for things to base his maybe, ideas. Maybe he was floating. and He saw the stingray too. He, you know, he was a, a already kind of a, you know, a big time guy in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That you have access to 
yeah. those types of things. Because back then, it was even less accessible than it is now, where now there mm. are several in Austin that have opened up. Wow. It's become quite popular since Joe Rogan kind of got it out there to people. Joe Rogan has one in his house. I he think. has one in his house now. Wow. I heard he floats like every... He'll get up trips. and float in the morning. He trips on that shit, too. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know if I want to do that. He floats quite a bit now. I think he does it like every day if he wants to. He goes and floats. When we come back... Feed the reed. Speaking of tripping out. I'm already full. Speaking of total trip. Star Wars is so galactic and solo charismatic. Makes me kind of asthmatic. If Anakin had studied his mathematic, maybe he wouldn't have spasmatic. The Force, of course, is wide awake, baby. And Princess Leia is the universe's hottest girl. All right, here it is. It's time. Feed the reed. So, Reed, you worked on the film Sin City when it was here in Austin shooting? Was it the original? Or the first one, yeah. Yeah, this is Robert Rodriguez's... And Sin, Frank Sin, Miller. And Frank Miller. Yeah. The the creator. Frank of, Miller was the one really directing that. Yeah. Really? I was there. I saw it. when I After experiencing you know, the Alamo... And oh, well, this movies. is a good story here. Yeah. This is a good bad Cause, story. Because I was like... I didn't know who Frank Miller was. Yeah. And I knew who Rodriguez looked like. I know who he was. Yeah. If you live in Austin, you pretty much know. Yeah, so when I was when I was there as an extra, I saw Rodriguez taking direction from this old skinny dude. Yeah, <laughs> it was Frank Miller. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this guy's telling him what to do, and he was behind the camera. Rodriguez was behind the camera most yeah. of the time. Yeah, and Frank was directing. You saw him actually directing. I saw him directing. He did not get a did he not get a director's ed, uh, credit? Well, for co directing. Yeah, what it was a it was a Rodriguez directed by Rodriguez and Frank Miller. It was both of them. So they did both get credit. Later. And he got in trouble for that because you can't have two directors in, in one film. So he got disqualified. But there's a lot of films like exactly the, like, the, like the Farrelly Brothers, right? Right, where it's a team. Yeah, exactly. That, that's so a, I don't I don't understand what, don't, the, what that bullshit was about. But of course, I will say this: Robert Rodriguez that he has gone to battle with Hollywood yeah. on how to make his movies, mm-hmm. which is why I think he's pulled back from taking on these bigger jobs. Yeah. And he's stuck with his own kind of properties. He's he's more of a producer now. Yeah. I think he still directs here and there. He does well he had his network he did his network, mm-hmm. his T V network. He did a TV version of Dust Till Dawn. Mm-hmm. The one with George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino. They did a TV version of that. Oh, that was terrible. Well, there was also a straight to video sequel to with a different cast. Oh god, that's even worse. Which man. was pretty bad. The original great movie, I still watch it time to time. Oh, the last big one that I saw of his films that I really liked was Machete. Oh, yeah, he did direct that. Filmed one. in Austin also. Yeah. And that one, and then he did a Machete 2, which was one of the worst sequels oh. and disappointments going from, from one, from a first movie to a second movie yeah. that I just could not figure out how you go from that first movie and end up with the second movie getting what you got in the second movie, oh, where it was such a huge drop off. But at any rate, which it could have, should have, could have, should have been a much better, I thought, sequel. I know that Texas, the state of Texas got mad at him for that film. I know that. Well, he, he took some shots too, yeah, pretty heavy yeah. shots. At a Texas government with that film, but anyway, mm-hmm. he's had a reputation for kind of having some battles with Hollywood. He's a rebel, yeah, yeah, he's a rebel, which I, I like. Yeah. So they're directing that film, and there might have been something where they didn't want Frank Miller to be yeah, directing I, that it. That part I don't understand. I know that that he, Frank Miller was really the one directing, and then it was a scene, or in the bar scene where Jessica Alba's dancing. That's that's, yeah. that's the one I have a picture of when yeah. I'm in the background. And you worked as an extra on this, yeah, for I think like nine days. I the think first Sin City, yeah, the first Sin City, yeah. yeah. On that one was pretty cool because I, I actually got to sit next to Mickey Mickey Rourke. Yeah, and, and this, that was cool. And this is the where the feed the reed story comes yeah. in with your Mickey Rourke running. Feed the reed. So I noticed that during the filming, 
I sat at the end of the end of the bar where Mickey works next to me, and he's like tossing those shot glasses at in, in my direction. Yeah, and they're smashing glass. I had to put my head down. In the scene, yeah, while shooting, not just between shots. Not between. No, yeah. he was actually just you know slide him over. Like he yeah. was taking shots and slide. That was him. what he was supposed to be doing. Yeah, and so they were smashing in front of me, but I had my had a I had a cowboy hat on. Yeah, and I had a green shirt on, but uh-huh. everything's black and white, so you can't really tell. Yeah. So I had put my my hat down. They Did we see me you cover. in the final cut film? Well, I am there, but I noticed because of what I was wearing, they it's were, hard. They were no, they were. I know it's me, but you can't see my face. But some they had to 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 match the shot later on mm-hmm. for continuity. Yeah, and they had somebody else there. I was like, "Hey, that's uh, not that's not me." They had standing. They had standing right for you to, to same have, wardrobe. It's like, hey, right. you're thinking, why did they just call me up and have me come no, back? No, and do we, that? that's just not the way it worked. Yeah. So you, mm-hmm. you're there, you're there, you're not, you're not. Yeah. So they had to just somewhat match what was there before. Yeah. So when I when they put me in that spot, I was like, "Oh shit, I'm okay," I, but I have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting down. I go, oh, there's Jessica Alba dancing. Nice. And she's dancing in front of me. He sits next to me. I was like, holy shit, it's fucking Mickey Rourke in the costume, right? Pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so we shoot a couple of shots, shoot a couple of shots. And then uh, Bruce Willis is walking around too. Yeah. Bitching about being too hot. That was a thing. In the scene or in the real life? In real life. He is such a fucking baby. He got finally kicked off of the Expendables. <laughs> For his kicking, being a baby, he's a well, fucking little bitch. Well, he wanted too much money to do yeah. the the second. Was it the second, uh, the second one, or the third one? Whatever the last one was, well, they he, did. He, he got replaced. He Stallone said, "You're, I'm done. You're baby." Oh shit! That he got he got pissed off with him. Yeah, he's 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 a he's a. Drama. He wanted a million dollars a day. Yeah, he's that's, that's to work on it. Yeah, he's been a little too much of a bitch there. Yeah, but he what he was bitching about was basically that it was too. He would stand in front of the fan because he's wearing a jacket, you know, a yeah. big long jacket he's wearing. Mm-hmm. He's standing in front of the fan trying to cool himself off. And then uh, Rodriguez tells him, oh, what's, um, hey, come on, let's do this. And he goes, I'm, I'm hot. And he goes, fucking so-and-so is a goddamn, a goddamn mask. You know, the Miss Yellow Bastard? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's in a fucking costume and a fucking mask. I didn't realize that that was that actor from Terminator. I didn't know until later on. Yeah. This is the guy that... The, Playing uh, Yellow Bastard, yeah. Yeah. I forget his name. From Terminator T2? Yeah, T2. Yeah, John Connor from Terminator, the, the kid that played the original John Connor. Yeah. Okay. So he's playing. He's playing uh, Yellow Bastard. He plays, but you didn't know it was him. I didn't know it was him. It was the same actor. Yeah. And so you're, there he is, Yellow Bastard, doing that. There's fucking Mickey Rourke. Bruce Willis complaining about it being hot. Jessica Alba's fucking their lasso and shit. And dancing. Robert Rodriguez is trying to calm down Willis. Yeah, because it's, 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 you know, come on, we gotta do this. Hurry up. And, and Willis probably wasn't getting his usual take money wise for that film because yeah. Rodriguez is cheap. I think so. Yeah. He likes to go as cheap yeah. as possible. <laughs> He's got a net reputation for that, and he was not going to scratch a huge check for Bruce Willis. Nah, no, no. He probably was in there just to shoot for one day. Did all his stuff in one day. A couple of days, yeah. A couple of days, couple of days like yeah. Maybe maybe a they, week tops. They had him in, yeah, for a couple of days. So uh, uh, Mickey Rux sits next to me. I was like, holy shit, it's him. So we do a couple of scenes, right? And I, and everything's kind of you know slowing down, and he's still sitting there. And I look over at him, and I go, see fucking A, Bobby? And he goes, what? What's that from? It's from your movie, fucking White Sands. He looks at me and he goes, I don't remember that film. <laughs> I go, what? He goes, I don't remember that. <laughs> why, one of the reasons why I joined the army, because I wanted to fucking be CIA. Because <laughs> when you said you were like playing this character, say agent that was in White Sands. Yeah. He goes, see fucking A, Bubby. And he, that was him. Yeah. And seeing as a kid, I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. I want to do that too, you know? And here he is sitting. Fucks- I was impressed. Yeah. And so yeah. he's like, he didn't remember that movie. He didn't remember this. He did a lot of fucking yes. drugs. And, and he, I, that's why he became kind of washed up in yeah, Hollywood because yeah. he got 
really but the hooked. movie he did a movie just just recently before uh, he might have been telling you the truth he no, might not he, really I think remember he was. That, he might not have really fucking but, remembered but that I movie. wasn't insulted at all I was like no that, that you're I saw you in the other movie I talked about the movie he was in I said that was fucking badass and I was like it's a real pleasure to be next to you right here this is this is fucking pretty cool and it was all right thanks a lot and then he started, then he started calling me text he started calling me text <laughs> and then and it was later uh after we had done that scene, I was like, wow, I was next to Nicky Rourke. It's fucking yeah. cool. Then the scene changes, whatever, going next day, coming next day. And he's walking around with his little dog, right? Yeah. His little dog. He's got a little dog. And he calls me over. Hey, Tex, how's it going? Hey, sir, how you doing? And I, he just fucking, <laughs> Called Tex. He's fucking hanging out a little yeah. bit, talking. I, I just, you know, I kept my distance. I was like, hey, right. I'm doing pretty Yeah, you didn't good. get too needy with him. No, not too needy. I trying didn't want to, no autographs. Like no. trying to be too. I was like, just trying to You didn't cool. get weird and creepy with him. No, I didn't. Say, hey, he was, he hey, was being hey, weird and creepy with me. Say, hey, Mickey. Hey. Hey Mickey, you're so fine. No, you he blow my really mind. No, weird. he's like, you're not like, hey Mickey, uh, could, any chance you might want to, um, like, after we're done, no. uh, be friends and we we could go have some drinks together. No, and I was no that shit. We'd share some uh, nachos. You can call me Tex all you want. I like yeah, I like call, I like it when you Tex. call me, I like it when you call me Tex. And then uh, he, we were just you know shooting the shit for a little while, and this is like the third day. You so know, y'all are buddies by that time. We're Ch- kind of, he, was kind of, he was very friendly to me, and I was mm-hmm. like, I thought that was really cool. And uh, he was very patient. Uh, he just talked, walk around with his dog, and he was telling how his day was and everything. And, and just, I was shooting the shit with him. You know, mm-hmm. it was really, it was really mm-hmm. like a like this is a real person. And like, did yeah. you have your own handshake? No, I, no, just 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 ordinary handshake. You didn't have to create, <laughs> create, create your own friends. No, handshake. no, no. He, it, he it continued was, to call you text the entire he, he time. He called me text the entire time. Do you think he just was, calls everybody text? That I, that's he, what I was thinking. That too. he meets in, in Texas. <laughs> that he, while he's in Texas, everybody he was, texts. Because he was he like he liked my hat. He liked mm-hmm. the black hat, the Stetson mm-hmm. that I had. Uh-huh. And he was uh, call, tell, what's he calling it a, a ten gallon hat. Well, you had a ten gallon <laughs> hat too. But that really made you text. Yeah, I had the Texas hat. Yeah. I had a you know a cowboy hat, black one. Yeah, he liked my my cowboy hat, and yeah, he was just a real cool guy. Now Frank Miller. And mm-hmm. Robert Rodriguez, that whole thing with the two of them, mm-hmm. they seemed they seemed to work for them though. Their working yeah, they, relationship, they, they seem, their working uh, relationship behind the scenes. That that was real. That's the thing about being an extra on the on the thing because you're kind of invisible, which is great. Yeah, and you can walk around anywhere pretty much, and, and nobody's like asking no, you for yeah. shit. Yeah, and as long as they they know you're an extra, you have to be in certain areas. You stay yeah. there. Don't wander around too much because you're gonna get in trouble and they're gonna get yeah. out. They start so, thinking you're trying to snoop around. Yeah. Too much. So I I knew the ins and outs pretty much because it had been my I don't know my my tenth film at the time. I forget yeah. which one it was. Yeah. And so by that time I was pretty seasoned and I, I kind of knew how to get into the into the camera. Yeah. So that's that famous picture that I, that I have in my wall at house where I have my hands together and it's between Jessica Alba's legs when she's with lassoing. I'm yeah. behind her. Yeah. That's where that shot came from. The reason why I knew I could get that shot because I saw where the camera was. I saw where she, oh they're going to shoot her. I'm going to stand over here. And that's what I did. And got in. And I got it. And that was that was not script. I they didn't tell me to sit there. I snuck mm-hmm. into that spot and mm-hmm. sat there. I took my hat off. I wanted to be you know look different, right? I had to look different. Yeah. So they wouldn't recognize me. And that was the whole thing. So I knew how to play all that shit. So that's why I was able. That's why I got that picture of Jessica Alba dancing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm in, and I'm like looking at her butt, whatever. And, all. and then there's a funny part was when she's, she's dancing in a kind of a very relieved, yeah. revealing. Yeah, she had outfit. like a bikini, but she had this uh, the, the the chaps. She's got a nice body. Yeah, she's she was small too, really tiny, and uh, <laughs> she's from what? the she's from the valley, right? Oh, I have, South I Texas. No, I, I don't have no she's, idea. Where she's from, from Texas, originally. Oh, I think she's from San Antonio. And uh, so when when she was done, she was lassoing right for uh-huh. ever, and uh-huh. she's like, "Can I stop I'm getting tired?" She's saying that and to Rodriguez. Yeah, and he goes, "No, keep going." You go, <laughs> 
And I'm like, I'm looking like, yeah, keep going, yeah, keep going. And she, and she's lassoing. Is and, Willis uh, gone by the first that first day he was there? Yeah, he was already in his probably, you know, flew home crying because it was too hot. Too hot. And uh, was Rodriguez getting mad at him when he was crying and whining about it being too hot? No, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was just that he basically said, "Bruce, seriously, man, so and so is in a fucking mask. Come on." That's what. That's basically. Come on, let's, come on, let's go. Yeah. And he's like, no, I got, I got to cool down. I got to be in front of the fan. I got to cool down. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, what a bitch. But uh, now it's just them. And then, then when Jessica Alba was done last yeah. wing, I was still in that room, and she came down, and everyone was getting their checks. It was kind of funny because everyone was getting paid, right? I yeah. saw they're paying checks out. The actors, like yeah, like, it was all, right there. Yeah, like, we're Jessica Alba yeah, and Mickey all, Rourke, and all everyone there, like so and so, and like human HR just shows up. Yeah, and so giving them the check, like a regular job. <laughs> So Jessica Alba is literally like fucking two feet from me, right? Yeah. And I'm standing is up. Is she still my, in that little outfit? Yes. Oh, I'm man. looking down at her. I was like. She is so. I'm just looking at her smiling. Is she, she's real tiny. She's real. She's like shorter five, than Like 5'3"? Yeah, real short. Real tiny. And then she, tur- she, she scoured in my direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she looked at me and scoured. She goes. Eh. Like, like looked to me like. Eh. She gave you a grossed out look? The same, the same look that Tommy Lee Jones gave me. After the snot, the infamous <laughs> snot issue. How dare you put he, your eyes upon me? That's what she was giving you that look, the how dare you put your eyes upon me look. That's what she said. Mm. She said that. Were you staring at her, though? Were you looking at her ass? I wasn't. Like, I you wasn't, were gawking at her a little bit? I was in awe. So you were her. gawking a little bit, and then she uh, gave you that no, look. No, I wasn't gawking. Okay. I was in awe of her. Okay. <laughs> you weren't salivating? No, I was a gentleman. Uh-huh. And I was wiping my mouth repeatedly to make sure I didn't have any saliva. And your saliva is not as good as the bee saliva. No, not as it doesn't produce that healing. Because well, you could she just like turned like. <laughs> you should have told her. <laughs> hey, Jessica, I know I'm salivating about look uh, the way uh, you look, but listen, that. my saliva is as powerful as a bee saliva. <laughs> you can put your face right under my mouth, and I can salivate on you. And we will and, make and honey together. It will heal and make honey together. That's what, yeah. yeah. That's what I told her. She says. <laughs> she just hissed at me and walked away with a check. Wow. <laughs> She took her, she took her money and ran, and gave her. You got hissed at by Jessica. Well, that's pretty cool to get hissed at by Jessica. Did she make a hiss sound? Yeah, she's like, oh my god, just like Tommy. She told me the same thing Tommy Jones told me. It's like a how like, dare you put your it's, eyes upon? It's like all famous people that sold their soul to the devil to yeah. become famous, and yeah. they're part of the Illuminati now. That's what they had that snake hiss sound. That's what I heard. But so going back to the Mickey Rourke had no clue what he had a uh, movie he had made yeah. that you were one of his favorite one of his, was, well his, I'm sure that's the stupidest thing you could tell he but had no idea no he had no idea what I was talking about do you think about. he was being sarcastic or he really didn't understand what the I fuck you were talking really about I think he really didn't know what the fuck I was talking about too much about. drugs too many drugs too yeah. many drugs but I, I I took no offense to it I, I was like I didn't want to offend him either because like this no he was like holy fuck this is Mickey Rourke he's a fucking badass yeah you know did he like, remember he was, other films. Did you talk to him and th- later on? Yeah, the last one he remembered. Well, you know, when he did, he did one. I forget it was one before that. More recent. Yeah, just before uh, uh, Sin City, he did one before, and I and I thought it was pretty cool in that one too. So he, of course, he's he didn't do that. the wrestler till later on. Yeah, later. this was after. Yeah, and wrestler, one yeah. of my favorites. It's the little dog that he had uh-huh. that eventually died. I heard about that in later. real life. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this little dog he was carrying. Oh, uh, yeah, little doggy. But he he was. Uh, so he must Rourke. have really liked his little dog. He traveled with. Oh it. yeah, he, he traveled. Yeah. He brought it with yeah. him on it to his. Film but the whole the whole setup too is really really classy. The 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 warehouse. Yeah. Uh, Rodriguez had one warehouse where he did all the props. This is over his uh, studios in East Austin. Yeah, East Austin, the old had, airport. Yeah, and it's right next to the old National Guard building. Yeah, and then he had one warehouse where he had all the studios and all mm-hmm. the offices and shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to walk around a little bit, you know, go to the restroom, get some water. Yeah. 
but I didn't want to run around too much. You know, I didn't want to be too nosy. And uh, it was the outside was cool. We stay outside where they're mm-hmm. shooting, and, and uh, we had catering outside too. Mm-hmm. The food. Were they good food or was it crap? Oh no, it's always good food. Yeah. Okay, it was still good. Food. Yeah. Every, every the whole set was real classy. Every movie I've ever worked on had good craft services. Yeah. Yeah. One time though, they rolled in crap services. Crap. They got Subway at the end of the because we were, <laughs> we went into overtime. Yeah. And it's almost like as the day was getting later, the food get, get was getting crap. Like it started <laughs> off with like a five course meal with gourmet, yeah. like sweet potatoes and and, stuff, and, and fish, fish tacos. But by the end of the day, because we were running overtime, they rushed in a bunch of Subway. And it was it was like soggy subway that they had brought in from another town. Right. As when I was working on uh, True Women, oh. uh, the mini CBS miniseries, I was the extra on that. I was a land. I got to well, be the know, land surveyor. Merritt P. Funk, he's lived next to that. He lived real to close the old, uh, so, to the old Rodriguez to the Rodriguez studio. Yeah, there was one. There was one time that I was at P. Funk's house and mm-hmm. I heard explosions. So what the oh. fuck is that? I was oh they're filming uh, Rodriguez's new film. Uh, well, I I actually went over there. I parked my car in the. Is this the middle of the day? No, it was the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And so I parked my car. Uh huh. And I and I go on set. Snooped in. I snooped, you snuck on. I snuck on. No security stop. No, you. So the first. Well, Rodriguez I, is too cheap to have security. There so was he, there was security there, but they uh, probably didn't notice me. Okay. So well, you're, and you you with your military tact, <laughs> tact, <laughs> I snuck on tactful. Tact, yes. Was it tactical? It was your military tactical experience. Very stealthful. You're very stealthful. And so when I when I got there, I parked my car, mm-hmm. walked onto the set. Yeah, I went straight to the restroom. The, the little you know the little uh, portables. Porta you had to take it. You had to take a dump. No, that's where I had to hide and regroup. Oh, okay, that's what. I <laughs> so I went in there. I said, like, "Okay, I'm in." Uh-huh. And then I peeked the door open a little bit. Didn't see anything. Peeked a little more. And I kept picking up, and I said, "Oh, there's no one." So around. you're sitting there pretending to take a shit. So, yeah, exactly. But you're peeking out while you're doing it. I took a piss too. Good. I take a piss. Okay. Yeah. So I so I walked there, looked around, and I saw the guy who was catering was the same caterer at the Alamo when I was in the Alamo. When you worked on the Alamo shoot. And, uh-huh. I, and I saw I walked up and said, hey, what's up, man? He goes, hey, what are you doing here? He goes, nah, that's not going to snap. He goes, hey, be careful, dude. They're going to kick you out of here if you catch yeah. you. I was like, cool. Now, I'm leaving. I just wanted to come look at what could be nosy. Uh-huh. And then I leave. You got to see a little bit? Yeah, I, I, I got, going got, on? got a water from him. He, he, he knew me. He recognized mm-hmm. me. He knew I wasn't, you know, wasn't going to do anything mm-hmm. stupid. And I saw him come out of the building, the National Guard building they're, yeah. they're filming in. That's the hospital scene you see in that movie. Yeah. So I saw a little, little guy, a little Mexican dude, the main mm-hmm. actor with yeah. two knives. I saw him come out. And I was like, "What the fuck? That guy's like three foot tall." So what the fuck? So I, I got my water and I left because I wanted to see what was going on. And then, yeah. then I took off. Got a little peek. Yeah. You know, I was when I was living in L.A. for a little while, and this is back in two thousand one, two thousand two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working at a health food store, like a little like corner store. It was called VP Discounts. They were kind of a chain in Southern California. They had two locations. So I'm working, and literally, it's across the street from Ben Affleck and Matt Damon's office. Oh, where they were doing an HBO show. Oh, Greenlight. Like producing Greenlight. Yeah. So their office for Greenlight was across the street. Wow. So there, uh, I would take a lunch break, because I worked mostly afternoon. So I would take a lunch break. And I was working two jobs while I was there. So I had a morning job working at a coffee shop. And then in the afternoons, I went and worked at the health food store. So I went almost, I had like a little break, like an hour between. I'd go, and then I'd go to work the other job. So the health food store, I'm there working. And I would take a break, because I would work, you know, Six to eight hours in the afternoon. Um, sometimes a shorter shift, but it would start off at that long. So if I worked a longer shift, I'd take a break. I'd eat something, take eat, eat a little bite to eat, and then I'd go for a walk around the neighborhood and just kind of sightsee because it was in Hollywood. Mm. So I'd kind of walk around and see what I could see. And there was a neighborhood back behind us, and I was walking in the neighborhood, but then there was that main strip that had a lot of you know interesting things to see, kind of driving up and down the, the main strip. And I'm walking, and I look, 
and I see Quentin Tarantino. Oh, no way. And he's being interviewed for some show. So they've got a, like a, an interviewer, and they're walking. They're doing one of those kind of interviews where they walk on the sidewalk oh, cool. while they're interviewing. Mm-hmm. And they had the cameraman like in front of them, filming them. Well, he, in the middle of the day, this is like in the afternoon, daylight, you know, five o'clock in the afternoon, Quentin Tarantino's walking around in what looks like silk pajamas <laughs> doing the interview what? outside. Baggy, real baggy and kind of girly colors. Uh-huh walking around and he is doing that real Quentin Tarantino like face like where he's really pissed off about something and he's got his hands like fucking fucking shit and fucking shit and fuck that guy and fuck that studio and fuck that theater and fuck that production company and I'm gonna tell you something else man you know how that kind of Tarantino goes off yeah he was doing that whole that whole mode but it's hard to like take anything he's saying seriously in the middle of five o'clock in the afternoon and he's walking around in silk pajamas while he's doing his interview. Yeah. That's all I could focus on was the fact. But it was a hilarious, hilarious thing. And this was before we had iPhones. Because oh. I, if I guarantee you, if, if there had been iPhones around at the time or with a camera phone I, where I could start videoing it, I would I would have had to video that. It was <laughs> hilarious. But I'm sure. I mean, it was probably on TV. I'm sure it ended up somewhere because they were interviewing him for some TV show. Wow. Anyway, there's that Quentin Tarantino story. Oh boy. I, I was wonder. I always wondered also like. When we, when we when I was doing those films, the Alamo being the first one, and then like nine after nine or ten after that, the having a camera on set was a no no, right? Mm-hmm. But some people did have cameras; they took pictures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, as long as you didn't you didn't post them or anything, you're good. Yeah. Now this is when MySpace was a thing. Facebook wasn't a thing. MySpace, yeah. So the the cool thing, I, I kind of wonder how it is now to be an extra. Yeah. Because, because there's instant ways to share shit. shit. Yeah. Cause I was, I was, I got, uh, one of the guys in the Alamo actually brought a camera with him, like a camcorder and recorded some battle scenes from the Alamo. And they let him down. They hit it. They hid that camera. And yeah. so I got a copy of that too. So he filmed without them knowing. He filmed them without them wow. knowing. So the, so that was, that was the kind of thing too. It's like nowadays, they did, not everyone had a phone. Not, they mm-hmm. had cell phones, yeah. but they didn't have cameras and, yeah. and ca- to take pictures or to make film. Mm-hmm. They didn't have that back then. Mm-hmm. And so this is when I was doing all these extra 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 work that I was doing. That was not not, a, not an issue. Now you had to actually buy a camera, a thin camera. Mm-hmm. That's what I used. Yeah, to take pictures of the of the costumes and stuff. And I would I would just keep them to myself. Mm-hmm. Now nowadays, being an extra, I wonder how what that's like. You have to get- yeah. Well, now not only do you have a great camera, mm-hmm. great video capability. Yeah. You have instant connection to the internet. Exactly. That live you, stream. If, if you're getting a connection, how do they deal? With, I have no idea how can, they deal with. I mean, that. you can even go live on Facebook. Yeah. I would imagine on some of these bigger productions where there's a lot of secrecy behind to, it. Yeah, they have to check you. Like Star Wars and the Avengers and yeah. movies like that. Where no they don't, cameras. They don't want any leaks. Nope. They probably have a no camera policy. They have to. Have to have but zero. Do, but how do you guarantee that? Do you have searches? You have to have probably a some pat, maybe pat downs pat, on has set. Has to be pat down. Yeah, has they to might be. do a pat down. I think it's, I, I always wondered about that. Well, there are leaks now more than there used to be. Like TMZ yeah. getting the the first shots of the Millennium Falcon when they were filming yeah. Episode yeah. Seven. They were able to somehow infiltrate and get near the set they and get shots right, of the Millennium right, right. Falcon to put on yeah. TV. And I'm sure they weren't ready to get that. No. Be, to have that be seen. Don't release that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's a guy. There's a claim now on YouTube. Someone just did a leak for episode eight, claiming mm-hmm. they got the entire plot from a former employee at Lucasfilm hey. that was that was laid off, and they're claiming to be disgruntled. Oh. So they're trying to give out the uh, the details of the film. So they did a whole YouTube video. I just Shit. watched it today, where they're claiming that this is the plot. Now the people are going on 
And they're posting saying, nah, sounds like a really bad fan film. Someone else is just... That's what I'm thinking. I don't uh, believe it's it. It's plants. It's just a joke. It's yeah. trolling. It's just a, just a fake. Wow. Fake news. Whatever. I mean, I mean, but if you could have leaks at the White House... Yeah. Where there's a mole yeah, yeah. that's leaking... I mean, you could have a leak at Lucasfilm. Because yeah. is Lucasfilm any more high security than the, than the government? It's more important. Yeah. <laughs> more important than it's pretty important all right it is gonna be time in a few short moments for those butts to listen to agree or disagree are you ready mr reed charles never perfect <laughs> never ready god damn it thunder pop in association with these nuts productions got them the shit is getting real. Oh, yes, things getting serious. Dude, did you hear what I said? The shit just got real. Yeah, we're back. I got a question. Where, where did the uh, good day cunts come from? Where did you get that? I, I stole that from... Now, this is how Reed opens this show. <laughs> um, I watch a lot of YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> did you steal that? No, I watch a lot of Rust. What's Rust? Rust is a game that people play on you. You know, they play it. R-U-S-T? Yeah. That's a game. And it's a it's a game that, that these uh, YouTubers play. Yeah. And the ones I, I follow, well, the ones I, I don't follow them, I just watch them. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites is, is Vertigo Gaming. Mm-hmm. The other one's uh, Faceless. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zuckles. Um, General Sam. Holy shit, that guy's funny. So there's, there's, there's a lot, there's a couple more that I like to watch. They're pretty, mm-hmm. uh, um. What was the other one? Sir Winter, another one too. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think it was, uh, I think it was Zuckles or Faceless. They're from Australia. Yeah. One of those two guys says that. Good day, cunts. That's how they they start that. They start, yeah. And so I thought that was hilarious how this guy saying this with no fucking shame. Uh-huh. And I was like, I like this. And so I've, I've seen uh, Zuckles and Faceless. I think, I think it was Zuckles. Zuckles does a lot of videos with... Uh, with Vertigo, mm-hmm. uh, and they're 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 funny. They're funny guys. They're fun to watch. They're always mad all the time, you know. And so when he says, "I, I told you intro, intro, uh, intros with good egg hunts," and so I thought that was fucking hilarious. Yeah, is C, is the c word as bad as as uh, say the n word? No, I don't think so. Look, man, you shouldn't be scared of words, man. It's how you use them. It's how you use them. So <laughs> the c word, but do people use c words in movies? Yeah. They use it, I guess, in movies, don't yeah, they? Yeah, but Australia, that's that's part of vernacular. Is it more commonly used in Australia? Yeah, you can't do an Australian accent without saying cunt. <laughs> cunt. Okay, it's a good point. <laughs> There's a video that my brother sent me. It was, called, it was a, the goat called Kevin. Uh-huh. And let's go see if Kevin's being a cunt today. And he goes and sees a goat, and the goat's being a fucking cunt, being, a, being an asshole. He's trying to feed all the other goats, and this uh-huh. one goat called Kevin keeps fucking jumping in, being a cunt. And that's what he says. That's what he says. Let's go see if Kevin's being a cunt. What is this video? Is Kevin being a cunt? <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yes, it's a goat that keeps stealing the food from other goats. Do we need to pull this up at the end of the show? I think we should. Okay. Maybe we'll make that our thoughts and advice. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now, for agree or disagree. Okay, was Carrie Fisher's death? You know, Carrie Fisher passed away a while ago. Um, now they're saying that they, after they've done some uh, autopsy, that she did have cocaine and some other drugs in her system. God damn it. 
Now, she did have her heart issues, and she did have a sleep apnea problem um, that could have contributed to her death as well. But, uh, she, yeah, she did have drugs in her system when she was uh, in her autopsy. Now, it's also come out that Disney may have had as much as a $50 million life insurance policy on her that they'll be able to collect on now of her passing. $50 million for her death. Well, does that go to the kids? Well, that would be... No, that's Disney. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, you know, the whole story about, like, Walmart. They did a documentary on Walmart, how Walmart would take out life insurance policies on their employees. Why? And they were able to do that legally. They could take a life insurance policy out on their employees, and so if one of their employees died, they would be able to collect, not the family or the friends, but they would actually collect That's on That's fucking them. bullshit. It is bullshit, but it's illegal. It's apparently legal. Th- theoretically, apparently, I could take a life insurance policy out on you. But you can't do or, that. Or whomever, like the neighbor Bob. I could take a life insurance policy out on him. But that's bullshit. It is bullshit, but apparently Walmart does that. But that costs a lot, though. Because I, I tried to get, like, uh, like my well, father. Well, it's almost like playing wager. Playing, playing the, uh, yeah. It's like playing a, a Las Vegas wager. Uh, you're playing a game, yeah. You're playing the odds. Because the, in order to get life insurance, I say, like, my father, for example, the reason yeah. why I was thinking about that was because I wanted to, to make sure he had a headstone. Right. And and to give my grandmother a way to, to yeah. put, to put but that, it was yeah. it's, it it just made more sense to save the money up instead of putting in for uh-huh. it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So you'd consider doing that, but it was going to cost a little bit. It of was money. gonna yeah. I was end up end up spending like like what forty some thousand dollar. I forget what the hell it was. It's some ridiculous amount. Like say one hundred and eighty dollars a month for twenty five years. If he lives for twenty five more mm-hmm. years, I would have been better if I just saved up for it. Mm. So it's stupid. Well, there was this whole thing with Walmart mm-hmm. where supposedly they How found... How are they able to afford it? They found out this girl was that worked in their bakery yeah. had cancer and that she was struggling with cancer. She was fighting cancer. But she has to sign, she has they to took, sign that. They apparently took a life insurance policy out on her. Yeah, but did she, did she sign that? Because the only reason that... The only way that's legal is if anyone put a life insurance on me, I would have to legally sign it. They may have a thing in their... Snuck it in? They sneak it in through that's, when you get hired. That's horseshit. Where they can take a life insurance policy out That should you. be going to the family. Now, in the case of Carrie Fisher, there probably was in her contract with the Star Wars mm-hmm. that if something happened to her and they were going to lose her during before the movie was done... Why would they... Why they would, would they... That's, that, that, seems, that seems evil. Why would they would do that? Well, apparently they're going to be able to collect a $50 million life insurance policy on her. That's, now, here's my question. This is pretty morbid. But we've already gone there. This episode was was <laughs> what Carrie. Don't we do? Was Carrie Fisher's death more worth more to Disney than her actually being alive? Mm. And so I'm playing devil's advocate. Did did Disney make more money off her death than if that she had been alive for these for all I, three films? I think they. I think they did. Because she's not. She wasn't going to be necessary for yeah. them to finish the series. Mark Hamill. That would have been a little tougher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, is that fucked up for me to even come up with that question? I don't even. Are you are you sure this is real? Is this no, I've I've. This is yeah. This is fucked up. Well, do you, so up. so? Do you think? Um, do you do you agree with that? Yeah, uh, this it's horrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm more. I mean, I bring that up. I mean, I would love. I wish that she had not died. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really hope that I would have loved to have seen it, been able to finish it out with her. But and why, the, and finish out the trilogy get, with her. Yeah, we don't know the details, I guess, as far as, like, why would they put an insurance policy on her? Yeah, I can understand because it's probably in the contract of the film. Here it is, actually. I've got the... Uh, 
the story. Disney could get financial compensation for the death of Carrie Fisher, the company behind Star Wars The Force Awakens, and all new movies in the franchise, put in place an insurance policy on Fisher before she signed a three-picture deal to reprise her role as Princess Leia from the original trilogy. In the event that she could not fulfill her contract, according to the insurance insider, because uh, Fisher died in December 27th after suffering a heart attack on a flight four days earlier, Disney could receive $50 million in, according to the insurance uh, insider. Fisher starred in The Force Awakens. She will also be in the next Star Wars film, uh, The Last Jedi, which has completed filming. However, production for Episode Nine hasn't even started yet. There's no word on if Disney has similar policies for the other actors like Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. It is also unclear how the franchise will address Leia, her passing uh, in the next movie, episode, but it, episode nine. Anyway, there it is. So I'm guessing they did it on all three of the main characters. That has to be on the. Yeah. I mean, on, on the on the three older characters because of their advanced age. Yeah, and they were worried that something could could happen. But the only, the only thing that makes sense is 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 them if if they're spending if they're paying them in, in millions of dollars. Yeah, they have a contract, and so they expect to make that much money, much more. On the returns of the of the of the box office, right? Right. So then, they're projecting we're going to make, you know, a trillion dollars because they're in it. And if she dies, we're only going to get a fraction of that. Yeah, that's kind of. I mean, that's that's a, that would be one reason. Just so also, they pay them, and they, I would hope that that you know that the, the original you know cast would get tens of millions. I would hope. Well, you're hoping that you're thinking it was like, are they cutting in the family any on the insurance policy, or is it just all? For I the think pocket? it's all for the for the film. No, pocket. I think Disney pockets it. I think yeah. Walmart's not going to give any of that money that they get from an employee when they put a life insurance policy out for them. That's wrong. Man. So if you really want to fuck with them, you could go work at Walmart, and then you could tell them you you have cancer when you don't, and then they'd go out and get a, spend waste their money on a life insurance policy for you that they didn't even have to. They're not even going to be able to collect on. You can keep saying, oh, motherfuckers, my cancer's cured. All right, number two, Avengers Infinity War is said to, gonna, is said to, is planned to feature 67 Marvel characters. I thought it was 30. I heard 30. Well, no, 67 in the entire movie, <laughs> but they said there could be as many as 32 characters in a single scene. Wow. I, according, according to the latest report. That's going to be fucking awesome. Okay. Well, 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 hey, this is my question for you. Well, this proved to be too many to juggle for a single movie. Now, they've done a really good job, better than any other uh, series, of being able to well, fit all these superheroes in one movie. They've yeah. done they've done the best that they've done a better job than anybody else has ever been able to do. Well, with you're that. doing a combat scene. You don't need to cover everybody because mm-hmm. that means a lot of them are going to die. Well, I guess what you're saying, like in a war movie, you can have people in the background, yeah, yeah. but not everybody's got lines. Not right. everybody is is being. Uh, you see them. You see them. It's a wide shot. Yeah, there's stuff happening, dude. That, that's that's like straight out of a comic book, dude. Yeah, because in the comic books, what? that's happened in the comic books many, many times. Many, many times. So, but to for see them it to be in real to, life, you'd see it in an actual movie, but well, not CGI. Mm-hmm. All of the real characters in costume. My God, can you imagine the fucking the the fucking poster of a real shot of this in yeah. a warehouse? Yeah, 
of all the characters in, in live action. Holy fuck. Now you'll get to see that in the Infinity War. Now, I, I know they can do the Hulk. They do Hulk CGI. Right. There's gonna but be, everybody else could be in everybody real else costume. Is live action, yeah. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. Well, and you know Chris Evans plays Captain America? Mm-hmm. He was going to get killed off. Uh, yeah, he has to. Well, well he, that's what happens. He him. will later. Yeah. But he, he decided he wanted to stay for the... He wants to stay now and finish out, do the two Infinity Wars, mm-hmm. and before he, he ends his, yeah, they could, his run. Okay, they can, yeah, because they, they, I know he Because they were going to kill him off yeah. earlier, Yeah, yeah. but now he wants to go ahead and stay out and do two more, mm-hmm. so he signed on to do the, the extra two, but he was going to, and, and what's funny is Johnny predicted he was going to die in Civil War, mm-hmm. and I think he would have gotten killed off in Civil War had he not decided, he said, I want to go ahead and stay on for the two more, Yeah, yeah. then he's supposed to get killed off. So he was supposed to die, yeah, he was supposed to die in this last yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, and so he had predicted. Johnny says, "Oh, I think Captain America will die mm-hmm. in Civil War." Well, that's in the comic books. It has, it. and yeah. it kind of led up yeah. to it. But then they ended up uh, decide he decided to stay in. But they said he'll be at, he'll get probably like he did in the comic books. He'll get one either one of the two mm-hmm. um, of his allies would take his spot, right, right, take his place, mm-hmm. like they did in the comics. In the comics, who takes his place? I think it's uh, uh, Falcon. Falcon. I yeah. think so. I and think I think that's one of the other. Po- that's one of the two possibilities that they said would replace him. Yeah, I, I saw um, when you go to YouTube, you look up uh, Marvel Explained. Mm-hmm. This uh, this this uh, nerd guy that re- ex- explains it. Mm-hmm. Man, awesome videos. No, another, another one you should check out. But Marvel Cap- Marvel Explained. Explaining just things and anything Marvel. Everything Marvel. Anything and everything Marvel. Yeah, amazing fucking uh, mm-hmm. YouTube channel. Fucking awesome stuff. We'll have yeah. to check that, that out. I would go there to get briefed on all the stuff before it's, I wanted to go see the movies. Yeah, uh-huh. Ultron. The Ultron yeah. one. Mm-hmm. That one. That, Age, of, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron comic yeah. book? Holy crap, that's amazing. Yeah. Everyone dies. Mm-hmm. Everybody fucking yeah. dies. Yeah, it was fucking time Well, there's going to be characters. Awesome. Characters are going to go down oh, yeah. in Infinity War. Thor Thor was supposed to be dead. Thor came back as a clone in the Civil, in the Civil yeah. War. Uh, Iron Man cloned him mm-hmm. and made him. So that wasn't really Iron Man. Oh, wow. So Because Iron Man had died during the, the uh, Ragnarok. Because oh, wow. he's supposed to die in Ragnarok too. He's supposed to yeah. die also there in a second. Yeah. So so there'll be there's going to be some and some of these ones that some of the actors that have been with the series yeah, yeah. for several movies now they had contracts to go up to a certain amount of films. Mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. I think is going to be his contract is going to be going maybe for a few more films also. Yeah. Chris Evans. So we might see some of these. There were some of the central characters in the original Avengers mm-hmm. could be some of the ones getting killed off. Yeah. Because yeah. I know. Yeah. Because I know, I'm not sure how they're going to tie it in, but I, yeah, Thor dies, uh, Captain America Captain dies. Captain America dies. A bunch of other ones die too. Yeah. I know the two, those are the two main ones that I know. That yeah. Die. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, probably Hulk's going to survive because mm-hmm. that's an actor that they, that CGI'd. Yeah. The Hulk can yeah. be CGI'd and brought back again and again. Of course, the actor that plays David Banner. Change. He mm-hmm. could change, but they might keep the Hulk and they've changed David Banner already. Like in, in, twice at least right? in different movies for different yeah. in different universes Hulk universes but I've heard the last Hulk movie that was made with a different actor it was with Ed Norton I believe that's that that's the last that was a mistake yeah but that but was that movie still that's, that's considered, considered EU to, yes. the, to the current Avengers yes yeah that's, that's the only one it's considered yeah and that was the only character actor that yeah Eric Bannon that was replaced yeah Eric Bannon's one was is this that doesn't doesn't count completely different doesn't yeah. count in this EU doesn't count but yeah. the one with uh, um yeah with um Edward Norton yeah too bad he fucked that up but yeah Edward Norton fucked he up. had they he was they wanted he was going to do it. But then he had issues with the. They had issues with him, right? I think it was. Uh, he, he just. I don't creative think. Creative differences. Yeah, creative difference. I think. I don't think it's a team player either. Yeah. Oh. 
Of course, he ended up he ended up in Birdman later with Michael Keaton. That was good. That was yeah, good. it's good now. Oh, you know, and Michael Keaton coming up in Spider Man. Yeah, well, I'm glad he came back. Yeah, oh, that's going to be back. so good. Yeah. He's... The world's changing, boys. Time we change too. A superhero movie is only as good as their villain. The Vulture is played by none other than Michael Keaton. The main bad guy in the movie is going to be the Vulture. The Vulture's realizing there's this black market trading in MCU relics that he can sell this stuff on, and we're going to kind of see that guy's rise in this criminal underworld. Business is good. The idea that there's detritus from all the other movies that has settled and that's hidden and that's out there. The Vulture, he was just sort of an engineer who built this wingsuit to try and collect that stuff and do something with it. You don't understand how the world works. I found it a really interesting approach to what you all want to call a villain. He does corrupt things in order to fight what he sees as corruption, and I think he has a pretty strong argument. I think it was a really cool thing for Keaton to do, and I'm sure he will not disappoint. Don't you interfere with my business again. It's going to be a part of Marvel Universe. He looks, he looks like... I will fucking kill you. Oh, he's oh, looks so shit. I want to see the movie on him alone yeah. and seeing what he does with that role. But that's going to be, I heard the, the, the early people that have gotten sneak peeks. So this is the best Spider-Man since Sam Raimi. It's going to, since his uh, mm-hmm. Spider-Man series, since the two second, yeah. the second one, it's the best one since the second one. And it's going to blow everybody away. Good. Fine, finally a good Spider-Man movie. Just leave, leave it to Marvel, man. Yeah. Let bring it, go, it into bring the Marvel, it to Marvel Studios. And they're going to do it right. They're going to do it right. They've Most done of the time, it right. I mean, about 98.9% of the time, they get it right. Yes, man. They, they, get it, they get it. Because these are the ones that fucking give a shit about it. So that's yeah. the reason why it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. You can't let fucking Sony have it. Sony, Sony fucking sucks dick. No. Well, and Sony, unfortunately, I believe, is going is gonna to do Venom. Which they claim is going to be part of the same EU. No, okay, that's same that, universe. That's a possible because when I when I heard, when I understood, the, you know, the behind the scenes, like how the the, the universities, the, the the these Universal Studios work, right? Mm-hmm. Universal, Sony, Marvel, you know, D, uh, Disney, all them, you know, you have to understand how all these companies work, how they're separate, mm-hmm. and so once people realize that Marvel, mm-hmm. on when back in the day when they were hurting for money, yeah. they sold off. Uh, uh, um, Fantastic Four, Swamp mm-hmm. Thing, Ghost Rider, Daredevil. Um, I forget the other ones. I forget the other ones. But they've, there's a couple of uh, X-Men. Mm-hmm. Big fuck up there. Mm-hmm. So all that shit they sold off because in Spider-Man. Yeah. They sold all those things off. To, mm-hmm. to Sony bought a lot of those up. Yeah. Then they started, Then Marvel got big, started getting bigger. And Marvel started buying the cheaper ones. Getting them mm-hmm. back. Getting them back. But the main one that was a huge problem was Spider-Man. So they're never. They have to do Civil War without Spider-Man. It's yeah. not going to work because yeah. they can't use Spider-Man because Sony owns it. Yeah, but it's a huge doubt. I was I was amazed that Sony came around and said that you guys can borrow it. Yeah, I was like, what? And you know the deal with Sony. Sony well, has to make. And if the last Spider-Man standalone film had not been such a disappointment, yeah. No, no, no. Okay, let me tell you yeah. about the reason. The reason why it's a fuck up is because Sony has the contract. Sony has the license to use it because as long as they make a movie, even if it sucks dick. As long as they make a movie and it makes a dollar, yeah. they can keep that contract. Yeah, and that's why that's why I kept telling everyone: don't see the fucking Spider-Man movies that are made by Sony because they don't they don't just stop stop fucking going to those fucking never, movies. Yeah, because it's supposed to bring it back to the family, bring it back to Marvel. So people, it gets people don't so it gets in the Civil War. Yeah, you finally use them. And but so. it worked out. It yeah. worked. I was amazed because that, that's what that was. What, that was what a uh, uh, Combo Girl nineteen said. Yeah, when I understood that from her. I was like, oh, that all makes fucking sense now. She had to explain that for me to understand yeah. that. Then I understood how that's you have to understand how these fucking 
a movie industries work, how the licenses work, and all mm-hmm. that shit. That's the reason why these things happen. Mm-hmm. And I kept telling people, stop fucking seeing those Spider-Man movies because you're fucking it up. Boycott it. Boycott it. You were telling it. them to boycott it. Yes. Because then if you get a movie that, that tanks... They have the... Then they could... They have they, they, right there. Just renewed their fucking zero time. There we go. We got four more years of making another shitty movie. Yeah. Let's watch fucking his uncle, his uncle die fucking every goddamn For fucking the, movie. For the second time. Yeah, fifth fucking fifth time. Fifth fucking time in right. five years. Yeah. And so that, that's the reason why I was so surprised when Spider-Man was, Marvel's on you, Spider-Man. I was so totally surprised by yeah, that. Yeah, it was, it was just the nick of time, too. Yeah. For the series to get him in there. All right. Number three. So, yeah, you disagree with that question. Going back to that question, you disagree yeah. that it's going to be too much to juggle. You think it could be very awesome. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, you can't wait. All right, number three. Okay, Leah Remy, who's been making a lot of attacks now, uh, anti-Scientology attacks since she left the Church oh, of Scientology. Shit. Yeah, you saw that. You listened to the Her, Joe Rogan yeah, uh, interview, and she's got a reality show now on A and E that's all about uh, you know a campaign to go after Scientology and their and their and their down the, the the downfalls of Scientology. So now, since she's been on her campaign, and you know it was a perfect storm because Leah Remy is got a big mouth. She's tough. She's a tough cookie. Tough girl. She's an aggressive woman. Yeah. I wouldn't want to piss her off. She would cut, cut you with her long nails. So <laughs> she she is a big mouth. Like, well, she's outspoken. She, yeah. she, and she's not a pushover. No. And then she was a Scientologist. Yeah. And if she got pissed off with the Scientologist, she's going to talk some shit. Yeah. And she's now talking some shit. And there hasn't happened to Scientology before. They haven't had anybody as as high profile defect with her outspokenness. Yeah. So it was a perfect storm. And now she's out there on the campaign. She's been on TV. And, of course, Scientology went on an anti-Leah Remy campaign. <laughs> and their people started talking shit about her, saying, oh, well, she's a wash-up. So she's looking for a way to reboot, yeah, her, reboot I, her career. And now this is all she's got. I don't care what they say. So, of course, they're going to talk shit back okay. to her. So she actually, you know what, she gets the Trump card. But she kind of gets it back in their face because she's going to get she's getting back on TV with her old King of Queens co-star. Oh. Because she's going to be jo- rejoining him on his new show it's been on for a year mm-hmm. and she did a guest spot on there and it got like the biggest ratings of the whole year mm-hmm. so now they're going to put her on as a regular starting next season she's i gonna, heard i heard what's that guy's name uh kevin james he's and a he, i heard he's a cunt that's what i heard really that's what, that's what he I always heard. seems like he always seems like a nice guy <laughs> seems yeah i heard he was an asshole I, really? I, that's the that's the what i heard yeah. really well it, yeah, it, yeah, it's like it's like with Bill Cosby. You know, people thought Bill Cosby was the most wholesome, like wonderful guy. I had heard years ago, even before his his Whoa. rapes rape stuff became yeah. kind of more public, that my grandfather, who worked for the University Police Department mm-hmm. at Southern Illinois University, he was a university police. They ran security for because they had a like the Irwin Center. Yeah, they had a concert venue on campus or right on next to campus. They had a concert venue where they had the school basketball games yeah. and then they had concerts so Bill Cosby comes into town and their their police department's running security for his concert like they do for all the other events there mm-hmm. and I remember him telling people in our family how much of a dick he was and really? this was back before even before the Cosby show and how much of a prima donna he was to deal with and how much they hated hated him when he came into town to do a show because he was such a dick oh, I did not know so I had heard, so I knew, and he said, this is what he told my, my grandmother, that my grandmother passed it on to the rest of us. He is the fakest person because he puts on an image on television that's nothing like what he is in, like behind the scenes. 
Yeah. And it is the fakest of the fake. From all the people that had came through, that was the one that they had biggest. Oh, like all the famous people. All the famous people that had come through over the years for for shows. He was the one that they had the biggest complaint about, like how much of a phony they were. Yeah, I always, I always kind of wonder about that. Like, you know, I know that some people have have, uh, you know, have encountered me on my on my on my bad side. Yeah, and I think everyone has. It's bad days. Yeah, bad. So bad times, bad moments. Yeah, when you when I was at a bad time, I was like the worst person to hang around with. Yeah, you don't want to hang around me. Yeah, and so if I, you were famous, reach reach Charles. If you were famous, if I was, yeah, if you were, huh. and you had a bad day, and you could but, be you could be very unpleasant. Yes, but but would I, you I, be if you were famous, rich and famous? Would you be more of an asshole, or do you think no. you would be nicer? No, I think I, I, I or you'd be well, the same, or you'd be the same. I'd be the same. Uh-huh. I, I, you, I'm not going to change who I am, mm-hmm. but I'm not. Just some I'm not people, gonna... some people you know, we won't name any names. Mm-hmm. Some people you know, if they became really famous, would they be uh, like a really total dicks? Total dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it. Uh, you know, even Joe Rogan's a dick sometimes. If you don't believe believe it or not. Yeah. He's he's been a dick to one of the guests, um, louder with Crowder. Uh-huh. He was fucking like talking shit to him, calling him a punk, calling him a bitch. Well, yeah, he's and a, he be joking he's a testosterone driven. Yeah, like you know. But Joe, but Joe Rogan's cool because he is a, he is a cool guy. But he is, I think there's Duncan. You're gonna, I don't yeah. think Joe Rogan could bullshit. He's not a bad per. He's not a bad person. He could be a dick, but he could be a tough he guy. He could be a tough to deal. guy. He's a, right. be tough. He's a tough guy. Right. He is a tough guy. He's an alpha. Yeah, he's a alpha. But I consider myself an alpha too. Yeah. So yeah, you, you, you I'm not gonna. You'll say, dish it back to him. I'm gonna dish it back. I'm not gonna take any shit from him. I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. You might kick my ass. That's fine. Yeah. But I'm still not gonna fucking tuck kick in your shit. Yeah. I'm not gonna be your bitch. Fuck that. So I'm saying, yeah, if I was rich and famous, I probably never would be, mm-hmm. because I because I'd be fucking you know like run to the coals. Well, this guy's an asshole. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but I can see how Bill Cosby could be. You know, portrayed as an asshole at a certain time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 unfortunate that some people had to experience experience that from people think so highly of them. Yeah, you know? that's the problem. So it's unfortunate they put him up on a pedestal. So yeah. okay, so this is the thing here. Uh, Leah Remy, who's mm-hmm. been on this anti Scientology campaign, so since she's done that, now Tom Cruise is who is the highest profile Scientologist. Oh yeah, they say he's basically second most powerful after the main the main dude yeah, that's yeah. in charge of the whole thing. The yeah. yeah. So he's got like the second most amount of power. You don't fuck with him, mm-hmm. even if you're in Scientology. And she she did try to fuck with him when he was she was in Scientology. She got she, yeah. she reported him. You know the story, don't oh, you? Yeah. How she reported him because of <laughs> his jumping up on the couch on Oprah's show. Yeah, yeah. And then she reported him and then she got in trouble. Mm-hmm. And she you was don't doing, talk to royalty like that. That's royalty. And then yeah. but anyway, Tom Cruise just came out with the mummy. It was supposed to be a huge film. That was a bomb. And it tanked. It was yeah, a bomb. Yeah. And Tom Cruise doesn't have a lot of flops. That's that's what that's what a, a Red Letter was it Red Letter film? Uh-huh. Red Media film. Uh-huh. They were talking about that. I watched their okay. and I well, was this, shocked. This yeah. is my question for you then is has the anti Scientology campaign, which kind of goes back to Tom Cruise a little bit oh. and being anti Tom Cruise, did that hurt Tom Cruise's we release? box office sales i don't think so i would think you agree it was, or disagree i would disagree i haven't seen the movie yeah but i'm going off of what i i got from red letter red letter media yeah i think what they're called uh-huh um i watch them too they have yeah. good reviews yeah um but the thing about people who do reviews on films they do terrible films you know what i'm saying like i could be a critic on films right and i make shitty films yeah so, so who the fuck am i to talk right yeah okay now these guys 
Now, they um, recruit, critique films. Probably one exception is Kevin Smith. He's made some decent he's, movies. He's yeah, made some so decent he, can, movies. he can critique a film. Yeah. Now, he had, expect- now, he has made some bad films, too. Yes, he has. But he's also made some good films. But I like I like yeah. him, so he's a, good, he, he's a good storyteller. Yeah, he's a good storyteller. So these guys from Red Letter Media, well, I forget, I was yeah. I'm sorry I got them wrong. But they talked about this film, and mm. they said it was shitty. The Mummy. The Mummy. They said mm-hmm. it was a shitty dialogue, shitty mm-hmm. writing. Mm-hmm. So I think what they're trying to and do, and he apparently Tom Cruise is being blamed a lot for a lot of that because he micromanages everything when he works on a movie. Oh. So he controls. But he, a lot he does of really it. well. What he picks, he, he usually like, does awesome. No, he he he, he rarely uh, bombs. He rarely picks shitty films to do. Yeah, and he really like the makes, last like the last he, the film that really got me that really I really liked a lot was the one um, uh, on the edge of forever. Yeah, The Edge of Forever, right? Is that yeah. the one he very recent? Yeah, he yeah. Did this that's fucking awesome. Great film. film. I thoroughly he enjoyed it. He is fucking great in that. Very good. And so he's in a. Uh, that's his last really good film he did. And he's done a bunch of other films. Mission Impossible's, and eh, I really don't count those. I like the first one. The first I think one the great. second one was even really good. Yes, they start getting kind of drift, watch, drifting as yeah, they get like, further along. Yeah. So and then, uh, so him picking the mummy, like damn, he really fucked up this. He didn't really. He didn't fucking do his homework. That's that's what I the impression I get from hearing the review about the yeah. Film. You know, and it doesn't make any sense to me because he picks really good films. He 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 knows how to pick them. Yeah, uh, he might he produces a lot of his own films too. Yeah. So he's in charge overall. Yeah, and he does a lot of his own stunts, which is amazing. The guy's but, like fucking sixty years old. What is he? Yeah, 50? he insists on doing his own stunts. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, doing that, but he still does it. He still, so he's a fucking bad. And he's a pilot. He flies planes. Yeah, so I can he's see a real it, pilot. I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to create their own. Uh, a mini universe of these monsters. Yeah, that was going to be a, a whole right. universe. He's coming. He, the, the dark universe. Right. He's the universal. He's, the, he's the, the mummy now. Yeah, Universal's dark universe. Yeah, so he's spoiler, exactly. spoiler alert. Right. So he's the he's the mummy now. Yeah. So the mummy has to take on the bad guys, which is like the werewolf and the fucking Frankenstein, all that yeah. shit. Invisible Man. Yeah. So they're creating. It was their own introducing. They're yes. going to make the Bride of Frankenstein. I think that was going to be coming up again next right. in a couple of years. Now uh, Johnny Depp was already been Invisible cast Man. to play the Invisible Man. Right. Uh, they've got Russell Crowe, mm-hmm. the big star, so playing Mr. Jekyll. Yeah, see, mm-hmm. so they've got their own little uh, monsters. They're, they're creating their own monster universe. Yes, like with Marvel. Right. And now there's people that are even worried that it's going to kill this this mm-hmm. series. Oh, the first one is because the first bombed. one bombed. Yeah, yeah, and and just the nick of time to save the DC because a lot of people you know were disappointed. A lot of people didn't mm-hmm. like man, uh, 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 Superman versus. Uh, yeah, Batman. Man, I liked it, man. And then Suicide Squad kind of didn't oh, do so that, well. Oh, that's terrible. You got, you got to bad editing. Bad editing. Fucking terrible. Didn't use the the didn't not not a good script. Bad no. editing. And then good actors. Yeah, good actors. Good casting, right. but not good use of them. They saved it just in the nick of time. Wonder Woman comes yes. out. Critically rave reviews. Great box office. Biggest movie of the summer. Saves DC just in time. Do you disagree that the Scientology, anti-Scientology campaign has no. killed the mummy? No, no. That, that's what killed it? I don't think that's, that's no. a shitty movie. You think it's just a shitty movie? Shitty movie, yeah. That, that's what killed it. But I, I'll see it. I'm going to see it. I'll, I'd love to see it because we haven't had a good monster yeah. movie. I mean, there. I mean, the idea, I love the idea of this universe. I like it too, yeah. A series yeah. taking all these monsters and making like their own Marvel universe with the monsters. I like it. You know, I can't wait for a. a I'm curious to see what I it's hope, about. I hope they can get it done and still make it happen. Yeah. Not not off to a great start, but I hope yeah. they can find their their kind of legs under Stumble. them and get it going. Yeah. yeah, you know, and different directors, different script, make a different experience oh, yeah. for every movie. Now, Josh Whedon, you know, the original Avengers director, has yeah. taken over Justice League. I know, I heard that. He took it over because Zack Snyder. He's a doctor. He's a fucking script doctor. In a yeah, way. you know, he fixed that. He's he's doing the reshoots for yeah. Justice League. 
Uh, now, what happened was Zack Snyder, the official story is, and this is a very yeah. sad story, he had a child who committed suicide. What? He had one of his own child, one of his own kids committed suicide, and so he's taking oh. a leave of absence. He's leaving that. That's why he's leaving because he's because he of a uh, family. His family situation. Oh, it's fucking horrible. So, so Joss Whedon took over. Joss Whedon had already joined on to the DC because mm-hmm. he is supposed to be doing a Batgirl, Ooh. the Batgirl film, and so he was already on on no, there. Joss, Joss having Joss Whedon there, Sweden is is actually a very good thing for them. No, oh, it's a huge get for them. Because, that yeah. that too saves yeah. saves the DC yeah. to making it. Well, how, how does he, over how the was top. he able to do that? And, and does he still work on Marvel? Oh, I got one more big thing for you, Danny Elfman. The original composer for the uh. original Batman's is also going to be scoring Justice League. Oh, he's taking over doing the score since since Joss Whedon's joined on. He's brought on Danny Elfman to do the Damn. score, take over and do the soundtrack. And that, he's that he's is... the one that did those great soundtracks for the original Tim Burton Batman movies. Those, yeah, yeah those. I like Zimmerman. Mm, well, I do, I do, yeah, but yeah. but uh, you know, I think Danny Elfman's pretty brilliant. I think, you know, hmm. but you like Zimmerman better. I like I like Zimmerman. Yeah, I like what Zimmerman does. I like his music. Yeah. Well, I, I trust Joss Whedon though. I do too. Yeah. His instincts. Yeah, yeah. So if he's got if he's got a vision, and where he wants to take it now that he's yeah. taken over, uh, but that was a great score for them. You lose Zack. You lose Zack Snyder, who I love. Zack Snyder. Yeah, me too. What he created with uh, Batman versus Superman was very ambitious. What three hundred? Come on. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he's Something already awesome. what he's created in the past. So I don't. I hope, how, he's, I hope he gets back in, at some how, time. How, at some how point. is Whedon leaving Marvel and going to DC? He's been away. He broke away from Marvel. Well, he, what, what's the drama behind that? There's something behind that. I know there's probably something along that, mm-hmm. along those lines. Why would he go from Marvel to DC? I know what's going on. Yeah, there must have been some creative differences. To be able to go to DC, yeah. he had to get total control. The bar, that's part of the deal. Yeah, he if had I come to come over, I'm wearing the pants. He gets every final... Fuck out of here. Yeah, he gets final say on it, is what I'm understanding. All right, we're going to close it out here in a moment. Little thoughts and advice. Cruise. It's been a pretty busy couple of weeks for the movie star. His relationship with Katie Holmes spawning a thousand tabloid headlines. He came here to our studio on Thursday for a freewheeling discussion. Anything at all interesting happening in your life these days? Yeah, you know, same old, same yeah. old. <sighs> same old, you know what? Same old, you know what? <sighs> How are you handling this? I mean, every <clears throat> magazine, <clears throat> every newspaper, every <laughs> entertainment show. It, 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 what's it like for you to be to li- be living through this right now? I have to tell you, it's uh, it's just a great time in my life. I'm really happy. I'm engaged. I'm going to be married, and uh, I can't restrain myself. Cheeks and your teeth know, just keep you know. showing. <laughs> oh, fuck. Which is great. Congratulations. I was thinking about it. On the one hand, it's got to be a little hard to see yourself everywhere splashed across the pages. Another aspect of this, though, is how many actors, 20-something years into a career, can generate this kind of interest still? All right. In our thoughts and advice today, tell us, Reed, what's this video about that we're going to watch? This is Kevin the Cunt. And why is Kevin the Cunt? Because it's Kevin's fucking cunt. He's from Canada. Oh, wait, not that one. This is from Australia. Sorry. Oh, oh Kevin. Oh, Kevin. wait, I was confused. I was, I was thinking, oh, I thought I was talking about Kevin. Kevin's our friend from Canada. He's still a cunt. <laughs> All right, here we go. Right, time to give the crew some brekkie. Oh, yeah, that's it. Come up here for a feed, guys. There you going, Kevin. Dirty. Barbara. 
Barbara. Alex. Gasmite. That's Kevin. Kevin. That's Kevin right there. Mm -hmm. Kevin, stop being a cunt. Barbara, how are you? You're in a good looking sheep, mate. Yeah, Alex, you didn't get one the other day, so you can have that one. Kevin, stop doing that, mate. Fucking no need for it, mate. Gaz is just chilling out. He doesn't fucking pig on people for no reason. Fucking <laughs> Kevin, stop being a cunt, mate. What were you, mate? The fucking run to the litter, and then you fucking got on the roids. And then you started bunting people around thinking it was tough. There's no need for it, mate. Hey, Gary. Fuck off. Fuck off, Kevin. There you go, mate. See, Kevin, he's fucking polite. Kevin, <laughs> stop being a cunt, mate. Hey, be nice to fucking Barbara, mate. Fuck. You're doing Alex as well. You're a yeah. dead set cunt, aren't you? Got one left, and it's not going to you, Kevin. Do you know why? Because you're a cunt. <laughs> you're a cunt, Kevin. <laughs> He's running away. Fucking get away from me, hat, you cunt. Oh, you actually... Fuck off, cunt. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> so, so the message today on Thoughts and Advice is, Kevin, stop being a cunt, mate. Stop, stop being a cunt. Stop being a cunt, mate. And the, so this is a guy, uh, the, the accent's what really puts makes it. Yeah, cunt. The accent. Yeah. And then he's trying to feed these goats. And Kevin's being a cunt. And Kevin, who is a little bit more distinctive uh, color, he's got kind of brown stripes yeah. over his back. Big he's horns. A, yeah, he probably thinks he's the shit because he's got kind of his own distinctive Cause look. Because he, he took steroids. Like he said, like you're the runt of the litter, now you're on steroids. Yeah. You're on the roids. They got him on the roids. <laughs> he's trying to feed him, but Kevin keeps coming in. He and keeps cock blocking. And cock blocking and yeah. trying to take the food yeah. from the other, the other goats. To Barbara. And there's one sheep there. Yeah, I think Barbara was, that was a Barbara. random a random sheep. Is that the boat, Barbara? I think it's Barbara. Yeah, if you want to see this video, it's <laughs> it's Kevin the Cunt on YouTube, and where and how we got to that, I don't know, but I do know how we got to, I do know how we got to this point of the show. It's time to go. Everybody, have a great day. Peace month. out, bitches. Yes, peace out. Have a great day, month, hour, and and a good float in the Bacta tank and a little slurpee of a. Uh, Reads uh, Frappuccino there. A little slurp. Just got done. And then the hiss of Jessica Alba. She said what? How dare you put your eyes upon me? That's what she said. I will cut you. <laughs> I'll cut you. You peasant. That, that really fucking happened. You non-famous person. <laughs> you even dare breathe my air. Same air I breathe. I was just looking at her. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I will cut you. I'll cut you. Non-famous person. She just like fucking scoured at me. And Thunderpop is a Hit the Bricks production. Yes.